stiff arms of crap after <laughs> Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through drop into line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 58th edition of TOJ Film Room. Um, exciting times as the preseason is about to uh, conclude with the last game being in two days um, from right now, which is um, Tuesday, the 27th, the 28th, wherever the hell today is. Um, but two more days, final preseason game on Thursday against the Eagles. And then we have um, the cut down day, which is Saturday. All the players um, have to be released or the Jets have to be down to the 53-man roster Um by 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time, I believe it is. Um, so that's exciting. We'll see the final 53-man roster um, by that time. Um, we're expecting a lot of roster movement. You're going to see the final 53. Those last five to seven guys are probably not going to be uh, safe, specifically the corners. You realistically might see, you know, three or f- three, four new corners, you know, signed to this team a week before the season starts or, yeah, about – a week before the season starts. So that's something uh, something to watch. We're also watching the trade market. Um, there's been some rumors flying around Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney is not something I'm, I'm you know, if they get him, I, I get the value to the defense. But um, the front seven is already pretty damn strong. I understand they need pass rush. But if you're going to invest any resources right now, I think it really should be in, in the cornerback or offensive line. So something, something I'm clamoring for. He's not Khalil, uh, Khalil Mack or anything like that. He is super versatile, but he's been often injured. Um, he's never gotten more than nine, nine and a half sacks. <clears throat> um, and there's been some concerns with him in the locker room as well. So um, all those things kind of compiled into, like, okay, the Jets only have, you know, 12 or so million dollars to spend and he's going to cost $15 million. So you're really going to, uh, you know, be strong on the cap. And then you have to sign him going to next year. There's no guarantees he's even going to sign with you. Um, not something I would want to invest a second round pick in like a lot of people would unless, and, and he can't even sign right now if he, if he gets, um, traded or whatever, he's gonna have to play out the year, then sign with the team. So then you're gonna have him going to free agency. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have his price jacked up all the way to eighteen, nineteen million dollars. So you might be trading a second, third round pick or a player for a guy who might only be on your team for a year. Now, if the Jets, you know, if this was the 2020 Jets, and let's say next offseason we get a new left tackle, a new right tackle, um, two starting corners, and some, and build some depth through the draft and free agency, and the Jets are a player or two away, yeah, sure, shoot your shot and, and try to get Jadavion Clowney, um, you know, to make that, you know, maybe be that final piece to the, to the puzzle um, to make the Super Bowl kind of like, you know, the Rams did last year with guys like Marcus Peters and guys like Ndamukong and Sue. Um, and actually Dante Fowler later in the season as well, they traded for, I believe. Um, so we're, the Jets aren't a piece away, so I don't think that's really the smartest signing. There's also some rumors of guys like Alshon Jeffries. Alshon Jeffries might be a guy um, who I would look into at this point. Um, I think the the Jets' wide receiver depth is not very good, to be completely honest. I'm not, I, I like Burnett, but I'm not happy with him at four. I'm not happy with Bellamy at four. I'm not happy with... Um, Dorch at four, Thompson at four, whoever you want it to be, Tim White, even though he's not going to make the roster, at four. Um, and a guy in Quincy Nuno has been you know hurt in the past. And even if even if all those guys, the top, the top three guys stay healthy, and, and obviously a Nuno, Crowder, and Anderson, they're going to need some spells. And also, even with just this, you know, it's not just the spelling part of it where he's going to substitute in for them. Um, 
he's a guy who offers something to this to this offense that they don't have that size in the red zone that size um to box guys out for first down for fade routes the Jets don't necessarily have that right now and I know Quincy Nunwa um has that size but he's not really a, he's not really a jump ball guy um he's more of a yak type guy who's a physical like bowling ball he's not really a extend away from his body catch type of guy he has some issues with hands where Jeffries would off you know obviously offer a veteran um who offers something to this like I said to this offense that I don't have so that, that might be an interesting name um corners like I said there's gonna be a bunch of them that are that are rumored right now uh Jalen Mills and all these different guys who people are talking about we'll see what happens with that um I'm hoping they add somebody at this point just like well, obviously, I'm more comfortable with the top three receivers than I am with the top three corners. But, you know, Roberts, I think Roberts and Poole have been playing decently well. To be completely honest, they, they've impressed me more than I thought they, they, they would or they haven't, you know, stood out in a bad way. And Roberts was playing pretty damn well when he was when he was uh, actually playing corner last year. So he might be like a bad number two, but maybe he is the number two. Like, you're okay with Roberts. I don't love Roberts there. I, I don't even really – I'm not really okay with that. I think it's still bad, but it's not terrible. Um, Tremaine Johnson, you hope he bounces back. Could be a lower tier, no, number one. That he might be okay, especially under Greg Williams. Again, obviously he has to get healthy. He's had some uh, you know, hamstring issues, which are always hamstrings are always scary. So they, those always flare up. Those like soft tissue type injuries always flare up during the season. So I think they're going to be super cautious with him. I know he just started practicing again today and running and stuff like that. So um, you know that's a that's a positive. Uh, Pool has been playing pretty well. Um, he hasn't stood out a lot, which is a good thing. Uh, but past that, man, you got, you got Campbell, Devon Campbell. You have Alex Brown, who, to be completely honest, he looked impressive when I was watching the broadcast. Once I went, went back and watched him, I wasn't really too impressed, to be completely honest. Behind that, you have guys like – I know they traded one of them to the Browns or one of the Browns picked up one of them, but like Mollett and uh, Meander. I think Meander went to the Browns. We just picked up Mollett again, whatever it was. There's no, there's no corner there that's really in, in, impressive. Uh, obviously, Blesson Austin isn't, isn't playing. Uh, Perry Nickerson, we'll talk about a little bit, hasn't been playing much either and hasn't impressed. So the Jets' backup corners are, are dreadful right now. So they really have to address that. Um, and I'm expecting them to sign at least two, three guys. But uh, before we get into the Jets-Saints uh, you know, preseason game, uh, just get into the housekeeping. I'm going to keep it short this time. I'm uh, trying to cram in some stuff, to be completely honest. Uh, I'm going to try to get the Khalil review done, but we're going to have a game on Thursday. I'm probably going to come out with a show about the game on on probably sun probably sunday because i have a i have two drafts on i've i've had a draft last night by the way which somehow christian mccaffrey dropped to me at five um i got keenan allen i uh, got joe mixon but i made the mis- I, I didn't make a mistake that i didn't i didn't i didn't make a mistake in my fantasy team i just i did something i don't like to do um i, I have mccaffrey and dj Moore the receiver and then i have mixon and and uh boyd the receiver so i have like you know if, if mccaffrey has a good game is more gonna have a good game or if the offense gets shut down you have both guys and, they're, and and now you have two guys who are hurting and you know um not playing well because of a bad matchup whatever it may be so but i couldn't really pass on more and and boyd where they were so um, and I have to hope that Cam Newton stays healthy and hopefully Andy Dalton plays well or something like that. But I couldn't really pa- uh, pass on those receivers. But regardless, I have a draft on 9 o'clock on Saturday and another draft at 11 o'clock. So I'm actually going to be drafting while I'm drafting. So I'm not going to be able to do it Saturday. So Sunday, probably do the uh, show. I'm going to do it both about the Jets game and the, f- and the final 53-man roster. Um, and then either – it's probably going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I'm going to do – the uh, off-season recap with Marcus Coleman. He's coming back, you know, next week. So for the not next show, but the next show. So show sixty. 
Um, he'll be back. We're going to talk about the Jets offseason. We're going to preview the game one of, of the season, talk about it, um, and then we get rolling from there. So if I can fit a Khalil show in, I'm going to try to, but I honestly don't know if I can. Uh, that's where um, the the Patreons, if you don't have, if you don't have Twitter – um, you want to message me or you want me to send it to you automatically, uh, I, can, I can send you a Twitter review and you could, you can click on it and load it from there, whatever you want to want to do. It's just time constraints. It's just, it's a little bit hard right now, but no, um, that's, so that's coming up or kind of the news coming up for the show. Uh, Joe RB 31 on Twitter. I'm posting the saints game. Um, right now I usually have time to post it on, on, on Twitter and then put it up. So I kind of know what I'm looking at before. Um, not necessarily like, oh, I don't look at it before I, I talk about it, but I'm saying like, okay, I broke down this play already. So I remember what I typed about this play. I didn't break down all the plays. So there's be some plays where I just kind of watch it a little bit on the show. Uh, TOJ, Space Film, Space Room on iTunes, no reviews or anything like that this week. Like I said, giving a five star, giving a, a sentence or two review. Um, obviously more, you know, if you want to write a paragraph or two. Uh, maybe if you give us five stars, hey, I love this and love this and love that. But I think you can improve that. I'm, I'm fine with that. You can always email me, blow a Joe, TOJ. Um, but all the reviews they help they they help us shoot up the boards they help us get more recognition you want more views you want more listens um you know potential more you know partners whatever it, it may be so um that's always appreciated youtube just type in turn on the our, our toj film room and then uh the patreon is the link is on my twitter it's also uh below the shows like i said two dollars five dollars no dollars like i said it's no pressure at all but there are i have a couple of patreons who are uh, fantastic like i said it, it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to run the show every year. So um, not having to put that in my own pocket helps me, you know, dedicate to stay dedicated to the show. And if you, if you make a little bit extra, that's when you start getting into the backdrops. That's when you start getting into better microphones. That's when you, I, I'm probably at the end up getting another computer. I'm going to have to have two computers of film on it. So, uh, cause I'm overloading. I have like 2000 plays in this computer and uh, eventually it's going to crash. It's just going to, it's just going to give up. It's, there's just no, no doubt about it. Or it's going to go so slow that I can't run the show because if you don't have the bandwidth and your computer is not fast, everything freezes you could tell even when people other people come on like when kyle smith and mason were on um when you play the video in the beginning it's more choppy because it, the computers has so much to process uh already had to buy stuff for the internet connection upgrade the internet connect, uh, connection all this stuff so it's stuff kind of seems that people don't really see to to keep the show um running as smoothly as i could possibly you know keep it um running so uh, but that's it like i said let's get into the the, the film um the only guys like I can think off the top of my head who didn't play who were like bigger, bigger players. There's probably some backups that I'm not really mentioning, but I don't really care to be completely honest. And and by the way, the Eagles the Eagles breakdown's gonna be short. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of players that I'm that I broke down or I'll, I'll probably watch. You know, listen if, if guys if 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 so, somebody like minuscule like uh, I I don't know freaking Andre I don't even know backup offensive lineman and backup defensive line who I know won't make the team. Do I really want to put out a play of them? Eh, probably not. I'll be less inclined to. So it'll be shorter. Uh, that plus even if I do let's let's say record a play on Alex Brown and he's cut do I really want to put that up probably not so it's gonna be short then we'll discuss the 53 man roster um, but getting into the oh yeah, the players who didn't play um, were Clutch Assembly Winters obviously Khalil was like a game time decision they didn't end up playing him they said he's only really had two practice with pads on so they want him to get more comfortable before he plays so uh, that's one of the worries going into the season for me right now um, or kind of, it's a kind of twofold where the entire offensive line hasn't really practiced together much. Um, and like I said, there's unique continuity on the offensive line. You work as one, really, really one unit. How is this kind of guy going to pick up block? What's his hand placement? How does he like to block this guy? Does he like to use 
um, you know, a short arm technique or a long arm technique, or does he does he like to play with length, or does it like to ricochet, or does it like to cross shove? Like, there's a bunch of different techniques you have to know how a guy reacts to certain things that happen on the defensive front in front of him to know um, how you have to react, cor- cor- uh, you know, corresponding to your guys' moves plus the defensive lineman's move, blitzers' moves, whatever it may be. So um, that's a slight bit of worry where you might have to see them start a little bit slower than you want to the first week or two. Uh, that plus Le'Veon Bell obviously not taking a snap since, what, the Jaguars game in January of 2018. So it's, it's been like a year and a half since he's really ran the football um, in a game uh, behind a new offensive line with a new system. So I, I think the offensive line and, and Le'Veon Bell might start slow the first week or two, um, and you might see them pick it up a little bit. Um, that, that first six games, man, listen, it, honestly, if they can get that first – I would feel fan, I would be giddy with three and three. I'm okay with two and four. Realistically, you play, the, you play the Patriots twice, you play the Cowboys, you play the Eagles, you play the Browns, you play the Bills. That first game against the Bills is as close as a, as a must-win game as it gets. If, you, if you're 0-1 going into playing the Browns, who have a really good roster, then the Patriots, then the, then the Eagle, or then the bye week, then the Eagles, then the Cowboys, um, then the Patriots again, you, you got to take at least two of those six games. And then you have easier schedule. Um, kind of your Jaguars have a really good defense, but you have like the then you have like the Dolphins, you have the um, Redskins, the the, the Giants, uh, you know, et cetera. But uh, the, that first six seven games is is, is pretty tough. So um, that first game is pretty um, is pretty important. So I'm hoping they can start out fast, but it's something I, I feel like they might not do. But they have they have to beat the Bills at home. Um, that game is going to be bonkers. I think that game is going to be really really loud. Um, because people have not been this excited, you know, for a Jets season probably since 2011. I'm not saying 2011 was a great season, but they're just coming off an AFC Championship um, game, so people are a little bit more excited. Um, but it, it hasn't been like this in, in about 10 years or so. So people are gonna be really happy to be out at the stadium. Um, so they they need they need to win that game. If they don't win that game, then that Browns game is really a must win because if you're if you're going if you're on Pats Eagles Cowboys three games in a row and you're going to try to take two of those or actually you go, you go Pats, Eagle, Pats, Eagles, Cowboys, Pats. So you're going to have to take two of those four. Not the easiest thing. So let's hope they start fast and then you put themselves in a good position. They can win. They can win those games. Listen, I, I kind of have faith. There's a couple of games there. I think they're going to win the Bills game. I think they could beat the Browns at home. Um, I think the Browns are good, but I, I don't think they're unbeatable. I think the Jets can beat them. Uh, I also think that the Patriots start slow. Are they going to be able to beat them in Foxborough? Eh, I'm not too sure, but can they? Yes. I think they, they can also beat the Patriots at home. They haven't beat the Patriots in a while, but Jets always put the Patriots at home with bad roster. If they have a better roster than they do now, I think they might be able to beat them at home, completely, uh, to be completely honest. And the Miami Dolphins under Adam Gase have played the, the Patriots relatively well, and this is, a best, this is the best roster he's had you know, by far. So they can beat them at home. And I also think the Cowboys, I, I think the Eagles in, in, in Philadelphia is not going to be the best game to be completely honest. I don't think the Jets are going to win that one, but – the Eagles are, are a team. Are, I mean, the Cowboys are a team really built built stout up the middle, um, you know, specifically on on offense. And the Jets are are that's that's what their defense is going to be based around is their ability to stop guys up the middle. So I th- I think that's two strengths against each other. It's not like it's not like the you know the Cowboys have four or five receivers so they could nickel and dime you with. You know, have good yak guys. Like if we were playing the Chiefs, I'd be really worried, obviously. Um, but any of those like nickel and dime type teams um, with really good receivers, I'd be worried about. But they're really based around a you know a running game. So Jets can shut down a running game. I'm not super worried about one if Zeke's even playing or not. Um, but we'll 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 see what happens um, with that. But like I said, two two out of you gotta hit for two out of six, three out of six would be fantastic. But you 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 can't win one of those six games. Obviously, you can't start your season one and five. 
Um, like I said, I have five hundred dollars in Jets winning at least seven games, so that's that. I'll start to be worried at that point. But um, then you have games like I said, the Redskins, the the Giants, the Dolphins, the um, couple of Raiders. There's a couple of bad teams that they'll be um, playing. But um, so those are, one, those are my those are the guys who didn't play. I didn't mention uh, Tremaine Johnson's obvious bell, um, which I talk about with the offensive line. Um, but getting into the duds of the game because like I said the Jets did um lose the game 28 to to, thir- uh, to 13 so you start off with the duds when they don't play uh, or when they lose and the studs when they win so my number three dud of the game um let me just pull all the stuff up I didn't organize this the best hold on all right my screen's gonna be a pain in the ass today so um Neville Hewitt uh, this is the first game you really saw him starting against the starters. Um, and the Saints clearly, you know, even for it being a preseason, they saw a weakness and they attacked it. Uh, he did not look that good um, overall. He looked a little bit he, – he's a little bit slow. He's a little bit plodding, to be completely honest. He's more of like a powerful type guy. Um, third and third and longer situations, third and five plus, I would much rather, even though he's, he's not um, – I would – it doesn't really matter, honestly, who it is. Like third and long situations, I would rather see Burgess. Uh, if especially if it's man, if it's zone, not really Burgess is, is kind of like Lee, where he's not really good mentally. Um, bring a safety, you know, Rontez Miles back, you know, down into the box. Bring Kindred down into the box. Um, obviously, I I prefer Cashman to play in, in coverage roles, um, but I don't want, you know, a guy in. Hewitt in that role, especially man coverage on Kamara. I don't want any of our linebackers in man coverage on Kamara, but specifically out of literally any of the linebackers, I think Hewitt's the last guy. Um, and clearly, before the snap, right here, if you're if you're if you know if you're watching him and the communication between him and Mosley, he doesn't know what's going on pre-snap. He's not really sure of his alignment. He's kind of looking around, and Mosley eventually has to point him to, to literally what he's doing. He's like, oh, you know, basically, shit, I have to go over there. So that's that's not a great. You don't want to be seeing that, especially when the defense is more simple right now. Um, and I've talked about it before. When you have when you have these these sets where you have the running back, uh, you know, they, they don't have to necessarily be flexed out right right to the uh, wide of the of the quarterback. But if they're and he's split out a little bit w- wider too, so he's he's almost like by the tackle. So he's cheating. He's cheating out a little bit right here. He's not as tight as typically running backs are. If he's going to take a handoff right here, so that's one alignment thing you want to notice. So um, he's he's probably going to break outside to the right right here. So that's that's one tip off too. This receiver is at the bottom of numbers, but they're but they're obviously you know on the hash. So he's a little bit tighter than typical. So when you have when you have a running back and receiver tight like this, you have to watch picks. I just talked about it. You know, was it two weeks ago? Last week, whatever show it was, I said that that's what that, you know. You always have picks when that happens, and it happened. You know, two weeks ago, it happens again here. So that's something pre-snap you want to notice. And he never really even checks over there. He doesn't really notice it, and you can see his eyes are glued on Kamara the entire time. Now, is this an illegal pick? Um, I think in the regular season it should be called because you could see clearly alters his path and kind of like jumps into him a little bit, even though he gives him his back. Um, so he doesn't really block him. And it looks like, oh, okay, he was looking for the ball right here. Uh, that's, that's, it's really iffy, but that's not the point of it. You know, call it, that could be called, it could not be called. But he, he needs to notice Kamara and both the receiver pre-snap um, on this play. And especially if, you're, if he's breaking the sideline, check real quick. He, doesn't, he never checks, never looks at it, and he, he, you know, he runs right into him. So – what I'd like to see him do is, is stay square, shuffle over top of this. You have, you have to play over top of this. Listen, if, if you shuffle over top and he beats you on an angle route, 
you know, there, there's a bunch of guys in, in, inside who might be able to stop it, whether it be Mosley or maybe Adams picks it up because Adams is a great player. But you don't want to let him beat you up, up the sideline for, on, on a wheel route like this. So he needs to stay over top of us. He needs to notice it, it pre-snap. So he gets beat very, very easily for, you know, pitch and catch um, up the sideline. So you don't want to, you don't, you know, you obviously don't want to see that. Um, another play from him. I have three plays from him. I have about 45 plays I'm going to go over. So I'm going to try to go over them a little bit quicker, especially because I do have to go to work, unfortunately. Um, like I said, this is not my full-time job. I wish it was. <laughs> you guys would get an ungodly amount of film, um, which I know some of you would like. So this is a good play from him. This is where you want to see him more. Um, working downhill, not really working in space, but working against offensive linemen, you know, uh, in the box. Um, now, if he gets into the open field, the screen game, things like that, I don't want to see him out there as much. But when it's when it's more of inside runs in the box type runs, even though this is a, you know, even though it is a, a mid zone, um, you know, at this point where you'd see Kamar bends it around a little bit because Henry Anderson gets some nice penetration to the backfield. But uh, good job by Hewitt right here. Like I said, I'm gonna try to work on highlighting guys with my mouse more because people can see. Uh, and honestly, Harvey Lange starting was a little like a little bit shocking to me. I haven't heard much about him. I didn't hear much about him the Patriots, but he might end up being one of the outside linebackers. So, like I said, that that last five to seven spots in the roster is pretty fluid at this point, to be completely honest. But um, he was he was with the starters. Um, you have Hewitt, who who obviously um, drops his weight right here, gets his hands inside on number seventy one, uh, gets extension, and it, it, it you know seventy one ends up falling on on his knees right here. He doesn't trip over anything. It doesn't look like, but uh. Good job by by you know uh, Hewitt kind of shocking him right there, jolting him ba- you know backwards and trucking him over. And then he wraps up uh, Kamara for the tackle. So this is this is a good play. But like I said, this is really only this is about the extent of what you're going to get from him, in my opinion. I remember people uh, saying last year he was good in coverage. I I think that was one of the one of those stupid things that you you hear a lot, um, <laughs> but uh, that wasn't very you know that wasn't true in, in, in my estimation. But let's see the next play of. Um, of Hewitt, so I'm bringing it up real quick. Um, this is a play where the Jets drop into what uh, looks like cover two um, from this view. I'm going to say cover two for sure. You get some penetration here um, from a couple of different defensive linemen. Uh, I, you know, you have you have McClendon who wins on the inside uh, versus the center. He gets his hands inside, and then as he's you know as the center trying to work back in, he just comes with a little like club club arm, uh, club arm over. You have uh, Jordan Jenkins who comes free. The, the running back just literally trips over himself right here. Um, so he gets free. And then, um, so Bridgewater has to rush a throw. But And another thing about this play, too, is um, Alex Lewis right here. I, I noticed him more when I watched it back that he did not play very well. They're in cover two, and he has a number one threat. You have you have the number you have the number two right here who is working up field, so it's not really his, his concern at this point unless he breaks outwards. Maybe they're running a smash concept. Um but you have Bridgewater scrambling, and he it looks like he took a, a pretty long time to, to get back to it. You can see he's, he's looking that way, looking that way, looking that way, and hits him. Now, maybe it was a smash concept. I couldn't see, um, to be completely honest. You do have Jamal Adams back there, so it might have been covered two with Jamal Adams playing you know over top of it. So Jamal Adams probably should have picked, uh, picking that up. But like I said, I'm, I'm guessing right now that's probably, that could have been what happened. Um, so I'm not going to kill him for it, but it did take him a little bit to get there. Now, Hewitt, you can see him, you know, in the inside right here. Just this is where you see some of the lack of change of direction right here. Look, look how, like slow it or how long it takes him to get really his hips around right there. So you see his like, change of direction skills, the the explosion, the, the tight hips a little bit right here. Um, and a bad angle, to be completely honest. Look, listen, you know, yeah, if you want to lay a shot, if he was catching the ball and you want to take this hard of an angle, if you were here, yeah, take that hard angle. But his only avenue of escape right here is look how wide this lane is. 
you know, them circle. I wish I could do arrows and stuff. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't think I can with, with zoom, like do arrows and all that stuff. Um, but regardless, I try to do it with my mouse. Uh, I would like to be able to do that, but this whole area right here is his avenue of escape. You have Lewis on the sideline. He needs to take a more of a conservative angle inside right here. So if he cuts back, he runs right into you. Listen, if he cuts a field and Lewis you know, misses the tackle, that's on Lewis. It's not on you. But he needs to contain the inside right here. So he takes a bad angle. Uh, the the uh, receiver number 18 breaks it upfield and gets another couple of yards that he probably shouldn't have got if he, if he would took a better angle. So uh, Hewitt, for his first game like starting, didn't look too good. Um, I'm going to say the offensive line um, in general is my number two. Uh, Harrison and Lewis, specifically, who play with the starters, did not look um, you know, too good. So let's see this one. Um, all right, I think this is where a couple guys play, do it well, and some don't. Yeah. So, okay. So I'll get the good out of the way here first with this. Um, I, I, I like, I like the, uh, the, the, um, the trap block right here on, uh, what is it called on the, on this defensive lineman, the, the, uh, the, the three tech where you have, Herndon, who because she also get into his pass that quickly, actually has to work around the hips of um, of Shell right there, and then shuffle to get in front of him. He covers the gap well, so good good block by Herndon right there. Um, he doesn't take an angle, he doesn't flip his hips and try to and try to drive you know drive him. He kind of just seals him inside right here. Um, like I said on on that uh, on that trap uh, on the trap block on the wham block. Actually, it's a I actually call that a wham block. Wham blocks more for the skilled players and, and coming working back uh, across the, or underneath the, the line of scrimmage where trap trap blocks are more between offensive line. That's at least how I do it. Um, so it's a, you have, you have the wham block right there from, um, from Herndon, you have the trap. Now you have the trap on this defensive lineman, the, the one tech where it looks like, you know, uh, winters is going to block him. And then you have, uh, you know, you have uh, Compton who comes and blocks him. So good job, good job by Compton. Good job by Herndon right there. They, they both do their jobs. I'd like to see maybe Compton a little bit more in front of his block and covering his gaps a little bit better. His hips a little bit more over the top by the 25-yard line, but overall still a good job by him. Um, now, the too bad. Uh, obviously, you have, you know, uh, Harrison on this on this trap wham uh, run, which they run a couple times now. You're going to see more traps and whams this year than you did in previous years. I like that. It takes it takes away the aggressiveness. Uh, guys who are going to try to penetrate those gaps and those zone runs. Um, people, if they think zone is coming, and if you if you run too far upfield, you're 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 screwed. One on the trap wham plays, and if you penetrate too hard upfield, you don't see the the, the trap or the wham coming. You're going to get rocked. So um, you're going to see more of that this year. It seems like unless they're just I don't think they were throwing this out in preseason for no reason. But Harrison gets the second level. Um, he gets the block on Demario Davis, ex-Jet, obviously. I don't like how his feet – I would like to see him more run through the block and, and climb that tree where you're going to get under him and literally just run up. It, it looks like you're carrying – like if you're carrying like a, a keg in your hand between your – you're hugging it and you're trying to walk it, but obviously with your hands like this. So um, you want to see him really run through that block and climb that tree, as they say. And you see his, his feet stop right here into the block. Um, and then Demario Davis gets some extension. That's why he ends up holding him. So bad block by Harrison. And then also um, – you have uh, Alex Lewis who didn't play well this game. He played better last game, but look at this block. This is literally the the biggest example of of leaning at the waist I've almost ever seen. Um, so that's a really bad block. Now, do, now does that linebacker make the play or the number ninety two? Which is ninety two Davenport? I think ninety two is Davenport. I believe um, didn't make that play. But but what if but what if you know uh, Montgomery had to cut back or you know anything? What if 
you would, would if he had to cut back in the second level and then and Davenport's able to run upfield and, and get him. You know, it's just it's a bad block. He has to come to that obviously with with better leverage and, and better technique. That is that is about as bad as it gets that block. So uh piss floor block by him by by him right there. Um so not a great job. Let's see the next play. Um, of this play 14 O-line bad pickup and this is this is a little bit more tricky um, this is this is you almost have to guess like educated guess on some of these plays with stunts because of what the rules are within the Jets system with picking up stunts now um, you have this you have this um, this stunt right here where you're, you have both of the uh, the linebacker and number 93 you know in the A and in the A and B gap and then 92 um, you know looping over top of it and and getting obviously he doesn't get does he get the sack right here no he doesn't get the sack but he get intentional grounding so um, Harrison he picks that up and it looks like he's he's so committed to that that he was never supposed to do anything else it, now it it could have been um, his falter here we want to see him you want to see him pass it off and and kind of the you want to see him work the feet more turn the the turret not the tank type deal but he was so committed to it it just looked like he never was supposed to do it he didn't have that oh shit moment kind of you know what I mean so um, it looked like you had a you like to see Compton have a little bit better awareness of this. They're showing this stunt pretty, pretty early where um, you want to see him, you know, recognize, see the second level of, of this. And it looks like the running back might've been like chipping and releasing um, Montgomery. So what happens here too, and why his feet are frozen. Do you see how we, he's, he's leaning into the block right here. There's not really a good base. And he's, he's leaning at the waist again. He's, he's not really, he doesn't have the best base. So when his, when he's under the best base and then his hands, you know, you're shooting your hands forward and then they go sideways, your, your hips almost lock for a second um, because your body's almost like fighting itself with a different, with different directions that it's going. So your body has to like even itself out and reset to neutral. Um, and then you can move again um, and you can see he's off balance. You see how he's like stuck in the ground right there. Um, you have, you have Beecham who, you see how he's, see what Beecham does. Beecham gets into his, into his pass set, sees him coming over and then he, he's going to take the, 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 uh, the penetrator right there. You want to see Compton now work over and, and push this guy, you know, push this guy out and then, you know, throw him probably to step through both 56 and 92 um, and then, you know, make a play, whatever it may be. But Lewis is laying on it because of one bad recognition and, and bad technique right there. Donald has to chuck the ball away. Um, he gets intentional grounding right here. So uh, bad play by, by Lewis on, um, on that one. Uh, play 18 of the game that I recorded. Uh, missed block by him here. Let's see what this one is. Yes, this is a, this again. He didn't play very well. Um, so obviously, you want to have awareness pre-snap, especially with offensive defensive linemen. So much stuff changes on the fly. You have to really have a keen awareness of, of what's happening. Um, so, so the first thing, and Lewis is right here. Like I said, he's he played left guard this game. You know, thank God, Clutch Osama is coming back. Um, I think Lewis is a good depth guy, but he has not impressed me. And he didn't impress me in this game. He impressed me last game, but this game kind of wiped that out. Um, so he's at a neutral state. He he was a plus last game, and this game was so negative. He went to almost a negative. More he was more I'm more down on him than I was when he, they first signed him. Um, but in this, you, you have you have a inside zone split, mid zone split. Um, right here looks like it's going to be a mid zone, but you have Shell who who got stood up right here. Like like I said, both is a problem with both the tackles. So you want to see him, you know, drive him, drive him, drive him, drive him. And then you have Montgomery or Powell, whoever this uh, this running back is. It's Powell on this play, I believe, um, is going to be able to pick that B or C gap whenever he really wants to. Um, but when you get pushed into the backfield so hard like this, and you, and you don't get your hands on him, you get stood up. Then now you're to force a decision so early where zones are really good because you 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 
kind of press the line of scrimmage and you and you stay low in your stance and you keep balance, you're able to cut through multiple gaps. But when you take away that read, it becomes more um, – you really have to attack one hole. So you have to help everything else around that happens, uh, you know, according to plan. So um, not a good job by shell really there either, but you have the uh, one tech right here who, if he's going to, to bypass him, um, he, he, you need to help beach him. There's, there's no way beach going to be able to reach a, reach a one tech on the backside of a runner, you know, hinge block, whatever you want to call it. So he needs to get his hand in there. Um, or even both of his hands. I'll just see him see more, more square to the line of scrimmage right here and, and cross shove them where you're, you're just going to work your feet, uh, you know, uh, to stay square to the line of scrimmage and literally just circular force to shove him over to the next gap um, to help beach him out. And if he did that, he stays square. and wasn't leaning so much right here out of his waist where the, you have the linebacker because he's kind of uncontrolled right here, just hops right over him. Now, if he was to, to anchor down a little bit right here, cross shove, help beach him out, um, he would be in better position to, to help uh, or to, to be there for the block on the linebacker. Linebacker kind of, you know, just olays him, and he's able to get into the backfield for the tackle. So bad play by him um, on, on that run. Uh, the next bad play and the final bad play that listen, I'm pointing out in this uh, in this little segment or whatever um, is, let's see what this is. I didn't put this one up yet either. So I, I kind of remember some stuff, but. All right, so you have a inside zone, tight zone. Um, again, Lewis, he needs to, he needs to work with a better, with, with better leverage on his blocks. He's leaning, look out for, he's leaning over. He's not really getting any power into that. So, um, his most immediate threat right here to, to the run, especially on an inside play. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't know 91 is crashing in right here. So I like to see him say more, again, more balanced here. Obviously not leaning at the waist or this run his feet a little bit. And, and help uh, Harrison, who Harrison, at the, at the same time, um, you'd see too big of he, – he, he tries like gallop, like – takes like a gallop technique into, into that guy. Let's see more more scooch technique. If you're going to try to – if you're trying to aim for that B gap, you, you, you want to get – you want to cover that gap. You don't want to push him into it. Um, even though if it was tight zone, you want, he's probably just going to bend it back to the inside. But uh, not a clean run by the, by the Jets. And you have uh, Montgomery – who uh, who couldn't go anywhere there? So yeah, just a combination. The, the run game was not good today, and it really or the other day, and it really held back the offense. Um, my number one done of the game, which I don't have to play on. Uh, Fifteen penalties for 128 yards, unacceptable. Uh, they haven't had a penalty issue so far in camp, from what I've heard. They haven't had a penalty issue. Um, and uh, sorry, I was going to check my if my phone buzzed. I see something at NFL. I want to see if the Jets did anything. I could talk about it live on the show. Um, but they, they didn't obviously. So, um, they didn't have had a problem with it last couple of years. It was God off, right? Every single, every single game, like we would get like five penalties. We're like, Oh, okay. That's not a bad game. When I realistically we want like two or three, but there's plenty of games the last couple of years where it was like, you know, 10, 12, 15 penalties. So 15 penalties for 128 yards. Yeah. It's a little bit sloppy. You have backups in there and stuff, but not the cleanest, um, from that aspect. Um, my number two, um, Sorry, my number three. I I definitely missed a play on. Oh, I guess this is going to be a twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, I screwed up on that. Okay, good thing I just found that. I know I had more than two plays on this guy. Um, Robbie Anderson is is my number. Um, is my number three stud of the game. Uh, good game, only two catches, but I thought both the catches were were pretty impressive, and I showed it last year, or I showed it not even last year. Uh, a couple of what 
weeks ago, months ago that I showed at Robbie Anderson and, and him being able to run more routes than just the deep route. Um, and here he's on the top of the screen. Um, let's see if it's man. Uh, I don't think it's man. It looks like it could, it's probably going to be like, it could have been man on the outside from just, just Lattimore and zone everywhere else. It could have been like a cover. Look, it could have been almost like cover six with just man on Anderson. Regardless, um, I like to see the play develop a little bit more and what, and what they're doing, you know, deep into the field. But it looks like it was almost uh, cover six with just man on man on Anderson, to be completely honest. So it looks like if I had to guess. So uh, you have Anderson to the top who's who's trying to to work, you know, outwards on the on the corner out route. Um, there's not much room here and Anderson's not the strongest guy. So if Anderson attacked the inside and then, and then boat outside, he'd really have to win cleanly, um, to, to not get squeezed to the sideline right there. So he's going to take the inside. Um, which is, by the way, this is, this, like I said, this is against Lattimore who's a, who's a good core in the NFL. So you see a little bit of get even technique just gets be, uh, bent to the inside. And it looks, I like to say, again, I like to see better, um, this is where having 240 characters hurts me sometimes. If you somebody put those up this play, I didn't really mention this, but it looks just by this that you see Lattimore's right arm kind of like swing off him like that. Um, Anderson most likely deflected that arm away, which is good. Um, and then Anderson's speed where you see him, you're going to see him, watch, I'll play it in full speed. You're going to see him drive off this ball and he's threatening deep right here. People are afraid of him deep. So you have the corner really opening up his hips, um, throwing with him vertically. Now that Anderson knows that he's breaking and they're even and he, and you know, you have the corner probably running a hundred percent to stay with him deep. Anderson's probably only running at 90% right there. So this is where you see some of the people talking about, this is not Anderson's full speed. I'm telling you that right now, because one is his, his, one of the tells for the corner should have been is his shoulders are a little bit more up. You see like right here, shoulders down, shoulders up. So that should have been a little bit of a tell. Um, but his speed kind of just, it's, it scares people. So you have Anderson at 90% and, and him at a hundred where he's gonna have to flip his hips um, to get outside to Anderson um, or be able to stop really quickly to kind of cut off the route, but it obviously doesn't. If Anderson drop his, drops his weight, his, his, uh, his hips right here, you see him drop. You have one, uh, one two, three st stops, or actually two stops, drive, or a break, drive, line. So decent, decent cut. Um, from him, you see his shoulders and his chest are, are like over his knees, which is good. You don't want to cut with your body straight up. You really want to, you really want to almost get into like a ball. Um, and you want to like lower your center of gravity to be able to cut quicker. So good job by him getting low. Um, only two stop stuff. It's not the most, it's not the sharpest route, but it's sharp enough with his speed. Um, good job by him. And then you have Lattimore who, uh, he drew the holding too right here. He, he, he grabbed him and ladder like actually tripped and almost like fell over. So he broke his ankles a little bit right here uh, based on his route. So uh, good job by him. Um, good throw by good throw by Donald reading the defense and, and trust Anderson to win right there. Good location. Um, now it seems like Donald has added this more to his game right here. You see how he has the running back to the flat right here. And um, he, you see him flip his hips right here. That's it's, it's really subtle, but that's, that's not people don't just like do this little like, this little pump fake right there where it's not even his eyes. It's just his body, but that throws linebackers off. Uh, it didn't in this specific play. I saw people try to say it again. Like, Oh, he did it just like the Falcons game. He threw the linebacker off the, you know, uh, with the Falcons game, it was more of a, I think it was cover one hold and he actually did throw the linebacker off. This linebacker was, was dropping it. He's getting depth anyway. He didn't, that didn't really affect him, but it's still a nice, uh, you know, point of his game uh fits it to anderson anderson wins on the sideline so uh you see the flag right there good job by anderson winning that one um and then the next play from anderson where he 
he doesn't bail out Donald, but it's this is this is this play where he won deep was all it was all Anderson. Um, in my opinion, you have the uh, receivers who are more like stacked right here, um, like a tight inverted slot. Uh, you see reduced split from both the receivers. They're not as wide as typical receivers would be on this type of play. Um, they switch the releases. They want they run like a streak seam um, to the bottom right here. Um, you have. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You probably have cover three. Yeah, I'm gonna guess you have cover three. Yeah, you have cover three, and it looks like the uh, the safety was jumping on the, uh, the the seam route right there. So you have Anderson one on one with 21 effectively. Um, after that happens, and Darnold he gets he gets pressured. Um. You have Herndon right here, who he's 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 a decent blocker, but this you see how he's dropping into this into this block, and his and his feet are kind of in, uh, inactive at this point. And he gets shocked up, so he gets like a bull jerk right there, pressure, and you have some pressure from the inside right here uh, as Alex Lewis gets pushed into his face. Now people are like, oh well, he was fading backwards. Darnold, he could step into this throw. You see how his foot kind of just it stomps down, doesn't really drive through it. Now that's a little bit because of the offensive line, but he could he could step through this throw. Um, and he could not want to take a hit. He couldn't want to hit his hand and stuff like that. It's preseason, so you're being a little more cautious. But he could have driven driven to that throw, and he did a little bit. Um, you see the the hips leading the the upper body right there, which is which is good. He's not really it's not really a lot of his base, a lot of arm right here. Um, but I've seen him make this throw. Let's just say five uh, on. Oops. 5, 15, 25, 35, like a 45. He, he can make this throw, but what, what happens is, um, like I said, he, he, under, he underthrows him. So you see Anderson, if this ball is to the 20, or, or where does it actually, let me see where it actually lands. So it actually does land at the 20. So if this ball lands at the 15 right here, Anderson doesn't have to slow up, and Anderson can keep running full speed. This is a 60-yard you know, touchdown. Um, but because Anderson has to slow down and adjust to the ball, um, he doesn't. So, like I said, I've I've seen Darnold throw. Let's just say it's from the thirty yard line, thirty to to twenty. Uh, that's fifty yard throw. I I think he could throw fifty five yards like that. To be completely honest, so he gets to stop for the ball. He tracks it, tracks it, tracks it. He shows late, you know, late hands right here. Adjusts to the ball, stops, um, and kind of cradles around it. You're gonna see him right here. This is just, and he throws a little bit of like a, so. The corner does want to maintain his outside leverage right here, but what he does, he's like he's like almost like weaving to get out to get outside right here. And Anderson gives a little rocker. You see the fake cut inside with the head the, the head fake, and then boom, right back off that foot. So the, at at this point, the the corner thinks that he's gonna go inside, so it kind of freezes him for a second. Um, so he gives him a, a rocker right there, um, inside, and then and then gets uh obviously beats him to the outside. There's a lot of room outside. He beats him pretty easily finds the ball catch so good job uh, by him finding that catch and, and being able to make that catch I don't know if there's a right here too this is this probably could have been um pass interference honestly but good job by him you know cradling that ball in there and and making that catch um inside that rocker see so he's gonna press him inside outside so he's like he's bending his routes a lot which is really screwing guys up so he stems him inside now he thinks he's gonna send him outside they go back inside Rocker, so fake cut, boom, outside and catch. Uh, so good job by him uh, in the in a couple snaps that he that he played. I know he's nursing like a mild calf strain right now, so you have to hope he's okay. Uh, they're being probably precautious with him. They don't want to, like I said, those soft tissue type stuff is sketchy. But uh, number two stud of the game, 
Um, I'm going to switch it around. I, I, I listed it differently, uh, but I'm going to give it to uh, Bertolette. Uh, listen, just based on what he, what he had to, uh, you know, do and, and what he's expected to do. Obviously he missed two extra points last game and this game he, he, he had to fricking play well, or he's not going to be on the roster. So he made what a 38 yarder and then this, and then, I think I think uh, an extra point as well, so he didn't miss any kicks. And ma- uh, making a 56-yard kick is not easy um, in an open stadium. So good job by him. And it's not even like it was a little; it was right down the middle. So good job by by him making this kick. I know I'm showing a kicking play. I'm not going to be able to break down kicking, so I don't know how to do it. He hit it with the side of his foot. That's good. <laughs> that's really that's really um, that's really it. And he follows through, which is good. And then you're going to see something that I, I noticed here too. Um, when I was watching this, if you see Gates said, uh, what was that, a 56 uh, or 56 yard or 55 yard, he actually says. <laughs> so he was impressed. Uh, what was that, a 55 yarder? So good job by Bertolet. He probably locked up a spot right now. Um, do I think he should lock up a spot with one kick like that? Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That kick is you know, awesome. If you can make a 55 yarder, 56 yarder, that looks great. Fantasy helps you, all that stuff. But if you're missing extra points, um, I don't care if you can make those 56 yarders. So um, we, we, they may roll into this into the season with him. Um, if he if he screws up a lot, you have a guy like Matt Bryan who can come in and, and, and kick right away. Obviously, you don't have to learn the kicking playbook. You just kick. Uh, so good job by him. Uh, next stud of the game, number one stud of the game, which this is not. He's never been a stud for me before. I think you guys would know who I'm going to say. Um, and he was not even really good in the beginning of the game. But uh, Trenton Cannon. Man, six rushes, 51 yards, three uh, three receptions, 28 yards. A guy who's fighting for a roster spot, or kind of was. Um, I think I think before, um, you know, when the preseason started, I was kind of saying that I have a bad feeling about McGuire because McGuire is doesn't really offer much difference uh, to anything that Powell, Montgomery, or or, or Bell does. Um, where Cannon has a speed that none of those guys have. So even if you use, you know, if if uh, McGuire's your your fourth string running back, but he's not going to get any touches a game because you rather just have Power Montgomery in there. Then what's the point of keeping him? Um, where if you have a guy like Cannon, who he might play just one or two snaps a game, it might be a jet sweep, end around, um, screen pass, whatever it may be. But they might utilize him in that way. Um, plus, being a gunner and playing on such teams helps him a little bit more as well. So um, I feel he's going to stay on the team, you know. Anyway, but this, I think this kind of solidified him this game. This is the best. This is the best he's looked in his entire career, in my opinion, um, in a Jets uniform. So. Uh, good job by him. Let's show the first run. I have a couple of um, runs from from him. So, uh, oops, I shared the wrong screen. Uh, hold on. Okay. All right, that's my fault. I think I'm on the right screen now. Yeah. Okay. So, um. The inside runner here it looks like it looks like the the front the front. Eh. This is one of those runs where it looks like the Jets were learning like a like a tight zone, but they just handed it off in the in the wrong direction. They're kind of doing that. I'm gonna find a better name for those type of runs, but um, zone run right here. And you have Cannon, who his problem is he he just he he just full speed all the time or doesn't really know how to alter his speed. But um, one good job right here by uh, Wesco has a good block right here. We see him right here. He's, he's, he gets underneath of the um, defensive lineman right here and, and actually drives him back a good two, three yards. So good job by Wesco. I'm right there with that block. So that's a, that's a positive. Um, this is going to be a lot of what he offers. I think you might see him get a pass or two a game, but not much else. So 
Um, good job by him. Not a not the best block in the second level, honestly, by uh, what is it called, Bellamy. But good job by Ken staying a little bit more patient right here, not just running full speed right into the hole like he does a lot. You you could see him seeing that the, the secondary the guy in the secondary you know press that uh, that C gap, um, breaking down and cutting outside. Uh, good job by Griffin right there with that block. Um, Obviously, good job by Wesco, like I said before. Now, this is a lot of the fault on this, on this, uh, the email, the end man on his scrimmage to the top of the screen right here, who who gets a little bit overzealous and shoots inside where he should just, you know, obviously, just maintain the outside. I don't know if he's expecting the defensive back to, to maintain outside. I don't know whose fault that was, but from the looks of the looks of it, it was the the edge's fault. Um, Ken cuts to the outside, and this is where he's. I'll, I'll just play in full speed. He has, he just has, he has a different speed than everybody on the team, minus maybe Robbie Anderson, but even him, just I think it's acceleration. I um I think relative position he's the fastest guy on the team, um to be completely honest. So good job by him, um, you know getting that twenty five yard gain um, on that play. Next play of Cannon, like I said, I do have um, a good amount. I have I have four plays of him, which is not typical unless they're bad. But this is it's a little bit odd. So inside zone split from the Jets right here to the to the right side. Somebody else? Uh, you know, Wesco had a pretty good block on this play as well. You know, he didn't really move his guy, but for an inside zone, he he stood his guy up, um, covered the covered the gap. I don't, I don't necessarily love the feet spread, and then him and then him kind of being inactive with his feet and his hands coming wide. But overall, he was able to hold his guy to the outside. So another good block by Wesco. Um, you have Cannon who finds you know he's trying to find the hole, and he eventually does find it. As you have, um. You know, the, the front side is a little bit, obviously it's a little bit clogged up, you know, as he looks to the right side right here and he sees the left side's a little bit more open. He cuts into the left side. You have, uh, you have 65 who works off of, of his block, which I think is Eric Smith. He works off of that combo block. He picks up the linebacker and then Ken's able to squirt through, um, you know, through that B gap right there. So good job staying patient. Good job recognizing the hole, jumping through, um, you know, and, and picking up a, a good, 13 yard gain on a, on not necessarily the easiest uh, run in terms of um, what he was offered in terms of his, his gaps and things like that, but good patience. You have to say patient holes will open um, for, for the most part. So good job by him there. Next play is going to be, maybe it's a pesk. The, no, this is another one. So this is the play that I saw Damian Woody referred to this as swerve. I'm going to find a different name for it. I don't think that's necessarily what it's called. Um, we're typically with inside zone. You're going to have like the, the, these, the backside in this like swerve type play, you're going to see the tackle try to be the, the postman, the left guard, try to be the high leg, take on that block and then work to the, to the backside linebacker. But on these swerve type plays, what you're seeing more is, is more of down blocking, um, from those guys. So instead of that, you're seeing, you're seeing number 75, which is Adoga, um, you know, kind of like ricochet him inside and then pick up the linebacker. So it's 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 used against defenses who are kind of overshooting or playing aggressive to the to the play side or what they think is the play side. So they all they all penetrate and, and rush to this side. So then you have the backside, you know, open where you have uh, 87 right here, Brown who comes over, blocks 90, and then you have the linebackers all working to that side, and then you have the the, the down blockers basically. Um, 
on the backside of the play. So if it's, if it, if it works on the front side, great. If it doesn't, you have down, you have down blocks on the backside. So you can cut backside as well. So it's like a little, it's almost like a wrinkle to insides. You can either, it's either wrinkle to inside zone split, or you can call it like swerve, which I'll call until I don't, until I, I figure out a better name for it, but they run that, this swerve type of play right here um, with a, you have the inside, the, the fake uh, end around as well. And uh cannon who, um, like I said, he actually has a different speed than everybody else right here. Um, you know, on the edge right here, which, which picks up a good amount of yards. So I think what I oh, was picked up a first down most lately. It looks like it was 10 yards. So next play of him and the last play of him, 11 yards. This, this play was taken back. Um, I remember, I think, but I forget who it was by, um, who got this, this, this uh, taken away, but you have him working across or underneath the line of scrimmage. Um, you have him on a man coverage on him, linebacker. They hit him on a swing, and this is something we didn't, we don't really, you don't really see this from Cannon. You didn't really see this from Cannon in the past, where, you know, at this point he would try to just put his head forward and, and go for the go for the first down. Which if it was third down, you might want to do to be completely honest. But second down, you see him put on the brakes right here. You're, you obviously the number fifty five is taking a high angle, um, trying to cut him off because Cannon's a lot faster than him. You see him put on the brakes right here and use almost like that that push bar right there, even though he's gonna fall anyway. But clears the arm right there. And then is able to shoot forward for another, you know, almost seven, eight yards because of that. So, so good job right there. That's this is not, these are runs we're not really seeing from Ken. Now he has to stack these together more consistently. Let's not act like he's he's a freaking great runner now. This is one game of him playing uh, decently well. So good job by him. Um, and that's my three studs uh, for my three for the duds and everything else. Um, let's see. Oh, bad from the offense. Like I said, we do. If it's if they lose, I do I do duds and studs and bad from the offense, bad from the defense. If it's you know obviously it's vice versa. You know with uh, studs and then good from the offense, good from the defense. If they win, they lost. Um, offense, I really don't have much other than the stuff I mentioned um, in the second half. Uh, the run game was not good. We already we already mentioned that. The backups, receivers, I don't really th uh, think stood out too much. Uh, Tim White made a couple of catches, but nothing really stood out to me at, you know, about him as well. This is another one of those guys, you know, chalk another one up on the list who played really well during the training camp and all this stuff, and then they go out into uh, preseason. They don't do, you know, much of anything. The first two games he was held without a catch, and I think this game had like three catches for 28 yards from my tap, and nothing really, you know, that, that stood out. So other than that, I don't really have much from the, um, from the offense. Uh, bad from the defense. Uh, Shepard made a couple plays, but I think his times are his days are numbered with the Jets. You know, there might be a player two where he stands out a little bit, but nothing other than that. So I think I, I put Shepard in there. Uh, the backup cornerbacks were were bad um, in this game. I, all, you know, all of them, in in my opinion. Like I said, uh, I thought that watching the broadcasts and you know, to be to be completely honest, having a couple of uh, beverages in me, I I thought that he uh, you had a guy in Alex Brown. Who had a you know? I thought he had a better game than he really did. I'm trying, I'm trying to adjust my screen while I'm talking, but uh, he didn't really he didn't do much of of anything, and he was a he was a part of it. But all all of the the, the corners really um, they didn't play you know amazingly well. So and Devon Campbell was one of them um, right here. He is in man coverage on. Michael Thomas and the the immediate reaction is, you know, it's the easy way out to be completely honest. It's, oh, well, he's in man coverage on Thomas. That means he's allowed to have bad technique apparently. Um, so he doesn't have the best technique right here. One, it's it's cover one. So if anything, you know, you have help over the top. So funnel him in, inside. Now, might Marcus May 
you know, have to help on, on you know, on the two receiver side or, or the, the three receiver side. Uh, yeah, but if, if anywhere, you know, force him inside, let's try to squeeze him to that sideline. But with my problem with him is he's, he's really far inside. If anything, if you, if you do want to force him outside, play more heads up. Don't play this far inside. He's a, he's a full, like, yard inside. So you're, 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 you're overcompensating a little bit right here. Um, so I don't, I don't like him being so far inside. I also don't like how he literally just opens up his hips right away. You're giving him the outside right here. One, you're, you're, you're planted. You're not running. And look how much room he has from, from the bottom of the numbers to the sideline. This, that's a lot of room for Michael Thomas to work where your feet are planted. So he literally just lets him run right by him, um, right to the sideline. And he almost uses like a little peak technique right here, which kind of freezes um, Campbell. But bad alignment. He doesn't work over top. He opens his hips immediately, inactive feet, and starts running you know, as he's about to pass him. And then another thing is, too, like, listen, it was a great throw, but this ball almost hits him in the head. You'd like to see him play this ball better. Um, and I'll, I'll show it right here. So, like I said, too far inside, opens his hips up right away, isn't able to contest the ball. And the thing about this is you want to see him be ready to play the hands right here. He's clearly looking back for the ball. Look how high his eyes are. You know, you know he's tracking right now, so don't be uncontrolled. If you can't see the ball, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not able to, to you know, obviously get your hips on the receiver and play and play the ball, play through the receiver. Be ready to play through his hands right here. So I like to see him have a little bit better awareness, play through the hands. And even if you can't play through the hands right here, what you want to do is, what's what what is his? How do I word this in a in a good way? I know there's a better way. He's tracking the ball with these two things with his eyes. If you can't see that ball. You can't and you can't play the ball because you you're not sure where it is. You're not sure you know you know et cetera. You can't play through his hands, which I think he could have been more patient here and play through the hands, or you know at least turn around and maybe try to find the ball. You know, don't recommend it because he's not really on him. But he, what he ends up doing is literally just getting his forearms on him. He doesn't he doesn't play he doesn't play through his hands. Cover his eyes. Last resort, get your hand in his face. So you see right here, get get your hands in his face. Now he can't track the ball. Now maybe he loses it. He's not able to track it into his body, and he catches the ball with his body. It's not like a hand catch. It's not like, oh, he, you know, he's towered, towered over him, you know, uh, extended his arms and played the ball really well. Um, he caught it with his body right here. So uh, it's, it's not like it's, it's a good throw, but it's not an unplayable ball, that's for sure. If, if Campbell jumped a yard, uh, you know, a, a half an inch ho- uh, higher, he might have hit his helmet and bounced off his helmet. So play the eyes, play the hands, do something here. Don't just throw your forearms in him. He's going to make that catch like 100 out of 100 times. So. Um, bad play by Campbell from all around. So uh, I don't, I don't. They they like him apparently. I don't get really why to be completely honest, but um, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be starting. I don't know if he should be on the roster to be completely honest. Um, or the thing came out today. It's so funny. Like you have like NewYorkJets.com. It's like oh, he wants to prove he could be a starter. Like it's always really positive. It's like you really want this guy to be a starter. Come on, let's be let's be let's be realistic here. Um, so. You have some good here. You have some bad. Uh, you have Jordan Jenkins. I'll, I'll, t- I'll start with the defensive line. You have Jordan Jenkins. Uh, he, he, he gets his hands inside of the, of the left tackle, kind of bulls him back. Obviously, he trips over his own, his own guy's foot, to, you know, talking about the left tackle and the left guard. So he gets pressure. You have Leonard Williams right here. You're going to see him versus the, the, the right tackle. He gives him like a little bit of a hesitation right here. See his little hesitation, makes him shoot his, his inside arm. And then you have Leo, who kind of like club, he like club arm over him right there. Uh, he gets pressure, and then you also have Quentin Williams, who initially good hand placement, left arm inside, right arm under to to lift that arm up, like fork it if he wants to. Uh, but having your arm under the armpit like that is is a is a fine place to be. 
And then once he feels that kind of opening through the A-gap, you see him transition his, his, his weight into his left arm. He kind of like long arms from right here. He gets pulled over. Um, he, gets, he gets kind of pulled to the ground to, uh, a little bit right here. So he falls to the ground. And there's so many plays where Quinn Williams is so close. He's going to put – he's already – dude, the, fir- the first three games, he's already knocking a ton of offensive linemen on our asses. So he's, he's, he's ready. He's going to be – he's going to be impressive, man. He's, uh, he's a little bit away. Uh, he's not going to be the cleanest technically in his first couple of games. He, he actually is really clean technically, to be completely honest. Um, with like the tripping and things like that, you're gonna see him be able to finish plays. He's a little bit, he's leaning a little bit into his upper body right now, where you see him kind of falling over a lot. I'm a little bit overzealous, but overall, um, you're seeing the impact he has. Where you just you watch some plays, and you can see this on the broadcast. I'm like, oh, another guy is on his ass because of Quentin Williams. So he's, you're gonna see him making some impact uh, impact plays. Um, to be completely honest, and this is where you see like Mosley like blitzing, but he doesn't offer a ton with blitzing. He kind of like falls into guys, and he's not really. Uh, great with using his hands to defeat blocks and things like that in terms of the you know pass sets versus the versus runs. So he's not a great blitzer. That's that's probably the biggest weakness in his game, or is the biggest weakness in, in his game. But you have pressure here on third and four. But what you have is a blown assignment, Alex Brown. So clearly Jamal Adams is 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 going to play that tight end. He's lined up over the tight end. His eyes are on the tight end the entire time. Gets his hands on the tight end. Plays it well. And you have you have Brown here who's looking outside. He's not really sure what he's supposed to do. Um, number 80 cuts inside right there and creates five, six, seven yards of, uh, you know, of separation. Boom, easy first down. So this is nothing. I'm not talking about technique or anything. This is a complete blown assignment by, by Alex Brown. So um, not a good play by, by him. And he got beat um, you know, a, few, a few times um, in this game. So next play, uh, Cooper, Marcus Cooper, who I, I, I want to get a review out on, most likely not. Um, you might just hear me, you know, mention these guys and, and tell you what their strengths and weaknesses are. I, I think Cooper's a guy you want to play and, and press. I think he's better in press using his length, things like that. Um, you know, whether it be in press or a cloud corner, um, in terms of like cover two, just playing that curl to flat. That's that's the role you want him in. I don't really want him in off man or, or cover three, or cover four, to be completely honest. Even though he he can run deep actually, but his technique is really sloppy in terms of, in terms of off coverage, squat type coverage. So. Um, he doesn't do the best job right here. Uh, third and two, guy is he, he's kind of just he's, he's just walking up to him. There's really not a lot of you know urgency from him right here. It's third and two. You know you know that your team is blitzing. They 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 send what uh, five guys or sorry six guys. You know you know that one the Saints are gonna try to get you. Um, if anything on third and two short yard situations, you're gonna get a lot of in breaking in breaking routes. And breaking, and breaking, and breaking. That's that's the easiest routes to hit for a quarterback. Third and two, especially you know when you figure third and two might be a blitz defense corner like Greg Williams. So that's what they run, and you should know that. You should know better. If there's one place you don't want to get beat, one uh, honestly is alignment pre-snap. Uh, get to the line of scrimmage. I don't. I don't like. I, I hate this like two yard off crap. Either either play off, play squat, press them. Don't, this whole two, three yards off catch, man, I, I don't like it. I really don't. Um, and for this reason, uh, if you are going to play off, obviously you're not going to get hands on. And if you are going to play off and if you are in this catch, man, don't backpedal and don't give them inside, especially when it's third and two and you know they're most likely going to break inside. Um, if anything, line up heads up to, to inside. Nick them beat you on a, on a fade or, or a nine route, which is most likely not what he's going to try to do on third down. Um, so he cannot let them win inside right here. And he just walks back, walks back, never gets his hands on, breaks inside for the slant, boom, easy reception. That's that's it's too easy based on his snap. It's not even about 
you know, it's, it's, it's about alignment. It's about walking backwards right here. Um, don't walk backwards, jump, jam them, uh, one hand jam them, uh, foot fire jam would do, would do whatever. You can't just, you can't just walk back and just give him the insider here. So, um, bad play by, by him. And there was another bad play by, uh, him as well, which he, he honestly, or uh, I, I have another one in here. I thought, um, where Cooper misses a tackle. Maybe that's in a different play, but he misses a tackle there in the game. He's a, he's a willing tackler, uh, Cooper, but he's he gets juked out a lot. He, re, he really does. I saw, I saw a lot on the film. I'm watching like four or five games, and I'm already seeing it now with the Jets, so it's, it seems like one of his weaknesses. Um, so another play by Brown where I'm not sure. It looks more to be man than, than zone, but regardless, this is his responsibility. There's no number two threat really. This is all him. So he gets he gets he gets beat in this double move, um, you know, badly. As obviously he presses up field, uh, peak technique inside, cuts over top, and uh, he gets illegal contact. So the illegal contact comes from right here, like reaching out and, and pushing him. Now, what he needs to do on this play um, is one stay in your back stay in your back pit a little bit more. When when you're playing a double move, and I've said it before. You have to make sure you're, you're you're lined up with that outside shoulder, that outside hip. If you're if you're gonna try to cut that pass off, listen, you might get beat for a slant right here because you're playing off. You you live to fight another down. To be completely honest, you cannot get beat with double moves. This double move because he's playing off now. Obviously, if you if you want to stop a slant, like play on, and you can cut it off, whatever your hands on. But you could see him eyes on him, eyes on him, eyes on him as he cuts. His eyes going. It looks like his eyes going side. Um, to be completely honest, his eyes going side, and then he, and he's lost. So keep your eyes glued on the entire time and play, you have to play over top of it. So if he was more aligned inside right here, as he goes to cut back, there's, 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 there's incidental contact. The, the, actually, the, the, the wide receiver is running through Lewis. So at this point, he needs to obviously keep his feet more active. You don't want to see him just completely break down like that. But stay more outside right here. Now if he's going to cut up field, cut past you, you're in better position to play it and you make contact. So um, he gets sold a little bit too heavy inside right there that as he hops inside. So he needs to be a little bit more patient right there and sent uh, or he initiates contact and it's a little contact downfield and it's a penalty uh, first down. So he had three penalties on him, five tackles. So I don't, I don't think he played well to be completely honest either. He, had, he, he has a tackle or two that looked pretty nice, but it's a tackle. So it's not his primary reason for being a corner. Um, quiet uh, guy in terms of the last couple of games is, is Ja'Kai Polite. Um, he, he's been stepping up a little bit. You see some of the burst. You see some of the bend. It comes out on some plays, but the Jets are asking him to do a lot right now. That, that's, that's one of the reasons I think it's contributed to him being a little bit slower than you'd want him to be. Um, he's, being, he's, he's dropping in coverage on third down. We're seeing that. He's dropping in coverage on second down, first down. You know, I don't really want to see him dropping in coverage on any play. You see him setting the edge. He's not really just pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. So um, he's doing a little bit more than he should be right now, in my opinion. Um, so he's a, little bit, he's a little bit slow. And he's, even if he was a first, second round pick, let's not act like he was a, he's going to be a superstar right away. So people are like, oh, cut him, get rid of him. It's like that's a little bit ridiculous after three preseason games. He's, there's some plays where he's showing some bursts and showing some things. He has a really good bend. Um, his, his second, third step in college football was, was elite. His first step was solid. Um, it, was, it was taken back from, or from, from great to solid because he's a little bit of recoil in that first step. But that second gear – when he hits that second gear, that second third step, it is he, he's a blur. So um, he has something that a lot, a lot of guys or no guy on this team really has. So let's let's be a little bit more patient with him. 
Uh, maybe he doesn't play a lot in the regular season, but he's only in on third downs to, to rush the passer. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with him, but let's be a little bit – I said let's calm down a little bit on that one. Um, but it's, it's shown up a little bit. Um, another guy from the secondary who I didn't think played well, I should have put him in and lumped him with the secondary. Uh, Brandon Bryan, he made a couple of tackles. He was even there in a couple of plays in coverage, but these are the plays that really pissed me off. I, I think they're just really freaking stupid plays. One, you're trying to keep each other safe. There's no reason for this crap. You're trying to make a roster, and now this is, you know, you you, you know, spot foul or whatever. And that's 21 yard line. You get you tackle at the 21. Now they're at the 36 because guys falling down the ground. He's not he's not really he's getting up, but you don't have to duck your head into him and, and go like helmet to helmet right here and, and try to throw a big shot on the ground. Just tag just just tag him up right here. Now you can tag him a little bit aggressively, maybe you know, throw throw your hands into him and knock him to the ground. But when he's like you're lowering your shoulder. And diving into him like that it's a really dumb play right there by by Bryant 15 yard penalty um you know called on him so he, he looked like an asshole on this play to be completely honest so the, maybe he's not even trying to be an asshole maybe just a little bit overzealous and he's trying to make a play but look how he was long he was down for a good amount of time right there so stupid play by him he almost got another one on the sideline that they took away so I marked that down as a negative I don't like that um if you're gonna play stupid you don't deserve to play um in my opinion uh, another guy from the secondary, Nickerson, hasn't made any plays. I haven't seen him playing really at all. I've seen him really late in the games. Um, he's not this regime's draft pick. This might be a guy who ends up being cut, um, you know, this after uh, this upcoming Saturday at four o'clock or before four o'clock. Uh, I haven't seen him at all, and he hasn't done much. He didn't do much in the pre- in the regular season either. So, um, I had, you know, we'll see what happens with him. Um, Wesco, I mentioned now we're going from the good from the offense. Wesco had a, a few nice blocks. Montgomery was okay. Um, you know, eight rushes, 21 yards. Offensive line was not blocking, you know, well for him, uh, obviously, at all. But overall, this this preseason, um, he's been very good. And we've, we've heard – and it's it, it's funny doing film because like I, I did this film review like three months ago. I was like, Montgomery could be a bigger piece of the chess offense. He offers a lot of versatility. This is what kind of runner he is. And now, like, three months later, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. You're all for some versatility. I'm like, yep. It's, it's, it showed on film months and months and months of years. It was, a, it was two years ago he was playing like that, where he's playing with the Packers, where if you just watched, you'd know. Um, but Jets run this uh, this inside zone split. He finds a hole through the, uh, whatever, the B gap right here, and he's cutting off field. This is a weird fumble because I never saw when, like, when the ball really came out. Obviously, it was, like, within this, like, second right here. It looks like he had his hands on the ball and then that push right there forced it out um, as, you know, the the cornerback ripped it and the defensive lineman kind of clubbed him over. It kind of ripped the ball out right there. Um, but he was trying to fight forward for like a five, six-yard gain right here, fumbled the ball. Um, and Lattimore obviously re- recovered it. So uh, not the best game from him, but he's looked good. And, and honestly, talking about fantasy time, I know a little bit. He was a guy I drafted my last pick, my 17th, my, my 17th pick. Uh, he's like kind of a, he's a handcuff type situation where if, if Bell goes down or which please God do not, but uh, if he does, Montgomery's a starting running back, and I think he's going to get targets you know outside of that anyway. So you have to hope. You know, let's say if one of my running backs goes down or bye week or whatever, even though I have Jacobs and I have uh, the uh, what's the what's the rookie from uh, the uh, the Eagles who is a low uh, late round guy you can get, but they think it's going to start um, throughout the season or you know midpoint of the season whenever I picked him up as like a sleeper type guy, but. Uh, Montgomery's a guy who you might get lucky. You know, you play him in there versus a bad defense, or whatever, and he's lighting up a little bit. Um, so he's a guy I took in the seventeenth round. Actually, I have him and Darnold. Darnold's my backup quarterback. Uh, so I actually had a, it's it funny. I had a pick of like him or Kirk Cousins, like one of the last rounds. So, like I'm not taking Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm taking Darnold. Screw screw Kirk Cousins. So 
Um, moving on though, uh, Darnold, he, this was his worst game. Um, I, I put like, man, like he was okay. I don't really think he was a positive or a negative. I, I, this was definitely, um, the, the, the worst one he's, he's played this, uh, this, this preseason, but eight for 13, like I said, one touchdown. Um, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Darnold plays. That's how it usually goes. Right. So Let's see, play number seven from Darnold. Uh, obviously, this is the most important thing that people are watching. Uh, so, oh, this is the pass interference. So, bad block by by Harrison right here. Harrison throws a little hand check out there, right there at 90. And he, he just oh, he just overcommits to, to, to 56. You know, create that space and, and, and you, know, get, you know, drop back a little bit. But he, he like, a, he attacks 56 right here. Who, he's athletic. So, if anything, you want to use, like, your power, you know, Obviously, uh, you know, anchored down, but you see how he like he like hops into the block and look at his leverage right here. So, you 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 duck your head right here. So now you can't see what's happening. You're you're leaned over at your waist. He jolts you backwards and then gets right inside on Donald. So he he picks up the block again, but kind of just 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 run your feet root down right here and, and and make him throw like some kind of good move instead of just kind of doing the work for him. Um, Donald you know drops back and reads the defense. I don't necessarily love the ball here, even if they didn't trip. Um, it, the ball looked like it was going to be able to be contested by 24 at this point, and then based on the trajectory, I would like I would like to see the ball more outside, to be completely honest, and and let Herndon use his extension. You know, box box the guy out, use your extension. Now, if you if you and Herndon had great timing, he's gonna he's gonna put on the brakes right here on like a jerk type route, um, and then catch the ball short. But it didn't look like that that was the the play call, um, and. Looks like you, had like you actually had like a crowd underneath on that jerk route. So this is definitely this is just an over route, and <clears throat> and um, they they trip feet. So you obviously the pass interference that's called, which shouldn't really necessarily be called, but it's almost an interception. So that's because of the trajectory of the ball. And if it was more outside, it would have been an interception, um, or it couldn't have, you know been tipped like this. But not the best throw from Donald. I think she made a better decision and, and threw it outside right there, to be completely honest. Like I said, I'm, I'm here to tell the truth. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, not a good play from Donald. I'm not going to put it in to the, to the film review. I'm going to show you everything that um, I'm seeing when I, when I watch. You guys obviously have the most, uh, hopefully one of the most informed opinion out of all the Jets fans out there. So when you talk, you know what you're talking about. But like I said, not, not his best game. Uh, this was a good play from him. Uh, drops back, reads the defense. You know, obviously you, going through his progressions to his left. Uh, snaps to his right, doesn't see anything. Wants to throw. There's good coverage down the field from the, uh, down the field from the Saints. They run a um, ET stunt right here on the bottom of the screen, bottom of the defensive line, and it's slower to get there, but it is going to end up getting there as long as Alex Lewis, um, you know, getting beat um, inside as well. Donald finds a shutdown. You know, hops into the throw. Now, this is something like can I can I definitively say on this play that he meant to lead him inside right here? We he let him just a little bit inside. Um, I don't know if he did mean to do it. Great, because the linebacker who's who's obviously biting down on this is coming from, you know, Montgomery's uh, right hip, and Montgomery knows that, so he's going to cut to the left. So, it, but if you if you put it on him or put it to the right, then it might take him an extra second to, to, uh, or it's going to take him an extra second to cut to his left. But if you put it outside, you're already leading him into that cut. So he leads him just a little bit to the left right here, which I think he meant to do it, to be completely honest. But I'm not going to say with, with un, your 100% uh, certainty that he did. So uh, good throw by Darlene. Good, saying, uh, good job saying patient. <coughs> uh, good job by Montgomery, you know, keeping his balance right here, even though he gets tripped up and uh, running for the, the, the first down. So good job by, by Donald and Montgomery. 
next play of Darnold play 19 that I recorded a uh, deep shot. All right. So I'm fine with this play. Uh, people were a little bit iffy of this one on Twitter. Um, I get it. But once you, once you watch and you kind of understand to be completely honest, you, you understand why it happened. Um, looks like you had a, looks like it might've been like a cover three mixed with like a man inside. A lot of teams do a lot of a lot of teams run cover three, and then on slot receivers they'll run man. Um, this is a mixture of something. I, I would have to see deep down the field here, but it's it's a mixture of, of man and zone right here. And what happens here is Donald obviously he, he's reading the defense, reading the defense, reading the defense, and what he sees is, and I'll and I'll show you what he sees, and this is why he throws the ball. So you have a Nunawal working on this on a skinny post right here. And it's definitely it's 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 definitely a zone between these two guys because they're uh, he's playing with such hard uh, inside leverage that he's expecting another guy to to be there. When they play really hard like outside leverage like this, they know someone's going to come in and you know uh, be inside, unless they just really suck and it's man coverage, which would be terrible. But you have a Nunwa who who he's he's attacking the leverage of of this guy, so he's going to keep him outside right here. So you see him bend his route a little bit into him and then cut inside little like arm over just like a precautionary arm over right there so skinny post what Donald sees is okay there's a man over top but Donald sees his angle and obviously he sees his eyes on him and Donald knows that he's in a, that a noon is going, going to be able to get past him so he looks he, he probably just he, he decides to throw the ball most likely right here this is when he probably goes to throw the ball when he sees the angle of, of the of the safety so you see see like he like he like looks he's looking again he you're gonna see his eyes. So you see him look outside, check the safety. He sees what the safety's doing, load up and throw it. So he takes a shot. It's it's second and twelve. It's a precinct game. Take your shot. So this is exactly what he sees. He sees that safety that with his uh, with, you know, like I said, with his angle to Noonwall. He thinks Noonwall can beat him deep. He takes a shot. Now, if it, it's a risky throw to double coverage, if you can make it, <laughs> it's it's fantastic. The ball's a little bit too far outside. Obviously, as you can tell, it lands a good like two yards outside. Um, he, was, he was trying to put the ball in literally a location where a Nunwal would have to you basically stretch out for it. So if it was like here, you know, if the ball instead of being over here, if the ball was like here, maybe he could reach out um, and and dive for the ball or just be able to extend and fall forward and, and catch it. So that's what he was trying to do. So he's, he's trying to put the ball in a location where only a Nunwal can catch it. So. It's risky to throw into double coverage, but with the ball was, it wasn't as risky, if, if you get what I'm saying. so. And that was based on the read. He didn't just see a safety high and just chuck the ball up. He, he threw this because he knew he was going to get past the safety and he had inside leverage on the corner. So it's actually a really good decision to throw it. Um, risky-ish, I guess. But he put the ball in a location where it wasn't going to get picked off. It's a little bit too far outside, obviously. You want to see a little bit more inside, but that's you know that's going to happen. So... Um, people say that as bad play. I don't really see that as a bad play. Uh, that's, that's, uh, like I said, I'll, I'm going to put a bad plays. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some plays that people thought were bad that weren't really bad. So next one, uh, RPO from the jets right here. Um, and RPOs, you could tell a lot of times, right? One, one side of the line pass blocks, one side of run blocks. That's, it's a dead like, giveaway for, for the RPO. So you have the RPO, um, you have Donald who is reading, um, one, he's, he's, I don't know what his primary read is. It looks like it's, it's, the, it's the linebackers. So if the linebackers are kind of pressing on his scrimmage, he's going to throw the ball. If the linebackers stay back into their zone or squatting, he's going to hand the ball off. So that's, that's his read. Um, obviously, you know, at this point, you have to trust, you have to trust uh, Crowder to win inside on the, on the squat defender right there. So 
reads them. They, they, they react to the run. He pulls the ball, throws it. There was pass interference here, but good, good, good decision by Donald. Good location. You're going to see the pass interference from uh, 22, which is Gardner Johnson, who he's playing, he's playing slot on freaking receivers. He can play safety. This is a guy I really, really would have liked. Um, and what round was that? But that was the end of the third round. So we, we could have – or the end of, or the beginning of the fourth round. So I think, I think the Jets took uh, Adoga over him. And they might have took West – I think they took Wesco over him as well. So this is a guy I would have rather had than Adoga. But, you know, it's, it's a position the Jets are kind of strong, at, I guess, in safety. But he's a, good, he's a multidimensional secondary player. So I, I really do like him a lot. Um, you have Crowder. I, I think he – obviously, he's, he's a really quick – he's only like a – he cuts on his, on his second on his second left step, one two yeah or th- three step slant. So it's supposed to be a quick slant. Um, I'd like to say maybe give like a hesitation head fake outside. He doesn't really do too much on that route to be completely honest. But you're gonna see that Johnson gets there clearly early, wraps his arm around um, him, pulls you know pulls him so his his hips turn and then puts his hand in there. So it's pass interference. It's not called. Uh, Crowder was unhappy after the play. They might call that <coughs> in a regular season. Let's see the next uh, play from Donald. Twenty-five. We have twenty-five, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Let's see, thirty, thirty-one. Okay. So next one, missed throw. I labeled this. So if anything, I think I think I might put him in bad. Uh, he wasn't bad, but he just he was just definitely like very average. This game, he didn't look great. Um, the offensive line did not help that, in my opinion. You have a free rusher off the off of the the bottom of the screen. Um, Donald obviously he, he sees his pre-step. He knows what the offensive line is doing, so he knows it's going to happen. It's supposed to be a quick throw. They run similar what the Saints did early in the game. This little pick wheel, and Donald just he misses the throw. Um, he 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 puts the ball too far too far inside and, and leading him. Now maybe he expected him to to run a little bit faster upfield, but he just th- this is a ball where you need general accuracy. You don't need to lead him. You don't need to be crazy with this ball. Just put it on him. Um, just just put it right on this on the shoulder, let him cradle it and, and run upfield. But he tries to lead him a little bit too much, and he and you know Powell gets a hand on it. But this is not an easy catch for for a running back. So um, missed throw from from Donald. That could have been a relatively big play, um, you know, by him right there. So and the next one, four more of him, but only a couple more of the I think of the good. So. Oh, this is the play. Okay. This is the play. I put in that before. I already talked about that play. That was a throw to Anderson. I already, I already spoke about that. We don't have to talk about that all again. Um, talk about Donald's you know, technique and all that stuff into that play. Crowder catch. Crowder, he's been good. So he runs this slant. He presses outside first. It's almost like an angle route, but it not up on the line of scrimmage. Um, he beats the corner inside. Donald and him have good timing. Donald is drops back. He reads the right side of the defense. You have two press guys, and then you have this guy playing man coverage, but he's playing off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's playing you know off coverage. So you, you don't want three corners on the same level. That's how you you get screwed with picks and switch releases and and a uh, bunch of different things, divides and and scissors and you know all those uh, all those deals. So he plays off. Crowder kind of holds him in his location, going going outside, breaks inside. Donald puts it right on him, and good job, like not like leading him into the hit either. He he kind of puts it right on him, so you can you can create a little bit. So good catch by Crowder, uh, good throw by Donald, not like leading him into the hit, um, even though it, it's it's a little bit risky of a throw. But uh, he fires it in there and, and gets it to him, and he picks up a couple of yards after that. So good throw by Donald, good catch by Crowder on that one. The next play is going to be 
near interception. I didn't love this throw. Uh, this was one that looked a little bit over, over it was a little bit overlooked. This is a little bit risky for me. Uh, you, have a, you have three receiver set. You have a gun set, uh, three by one, with the running back. You know, out to the to the weak side, and Donald reads the left side of the field. Come back to the right, and they run. You know, they they run two two ins with a with a deeper like dig, and the ball gets tipped right here. So you have the defensive lineman or the number fifty who looks like a defensive lineman. He must be slow as hell. He just he just looks unathletic to be completely honest. Donald tries. So, so what Donald sees right now is he's going to trust Crowder to to beat this 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 uh the safety inside, which is with Garner Johnson again. I don't love the decision to be completely honest. Garner Johnson is, is I don't know how tall he is to be completely honest. Crowder's not a big guy. This is where I talk about like having having Alshon Jeffries on this route is is much better than having Crowder on this route. So he trusts him to win inside, and he's trying to fit it over top. I really do not think he's trying to just by, based on what he was looking at. I don't think he was trying to hit. Um, Anunwa at this point, you know, so he was trying to fit the ball over the head of these guys. Um, you have the defensive lineman who is able to tip the ball. The ball would have had to be like in perfect location. So maybe he's in trouble. And this is, this is a little bit of the gunslinger mentality that we talk about with him where he's a little bit risky at times where that would have had to been seriously a, a ridiculously perfect throw to, to fit into there. It, even if, if it was a perfect throw, the safety might have been in just as good a position to, to, to catch it. So the only, he has the vertical leverage on him. So it'd have to be like to this, like almost lobbed up and vertical. It would have been a really tough throw to make. Um, he tries to make it and it gets tipped and then it almost gets uh, intercepted right here. As you can see, obviously it's, it, it's dropped. Um, both because of a, a tipped ball that was so far inside. So risky decision. I don't, I don't think if he threw it inside, he's just trying to take a shot. I don't think it would have been intercepted, but it would have been a hard play to make. So it's, it's a little bit of the gunslinger that we see. We're, we're going to see some interceptions with him. It's going to happen, but he might be a guy who averages, you know, 35, 40 touchdowns a year, but gets 12 interceptions, you know. Um, I want to see a little bit higher than 35. I want to see, you know, 40, 45, to be completely honest, and only see like 10, but it might be like 12 to 15, you know, it might average out from, Let's say if he gets an average of 12 interceptions a year for his entire career, but he has you know those 35, 40 touchdowns. Obviously, he's a solid player. Um, even though it doesn't sound great, I think you'd have a little bit more touchdowns than if he's a little bit more risky. But um, I think I bet actually just for I always like to let people in on fantasy and all this stuff. I like to tie some things into. It. I I saw on DraftKings the sports book. Sorry for people who aren't in New Jersey that Donald's over under on touchdowns was like 20. I'm gonna log. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna log in. Screw it. Um, I'm going to pause it, log in. I'm going to tell you guys. All right, I logged in. So the bet is uh, over 22 and a half touchdowns for Darnold. If you can, if you can see this, I'm, I'm fairly confident in the, uh, the fact that he'll be 22 or over. I put, I put $100 on it. $100 to win $191. If he doesn't get over 22 and, t- uh, 22 and a half touchdowns, there's a problem. I, I, was, I was looking through the Jets bets, and I saw that. I was like, I'm for sure taking that, but uh, let's see. What play was I on now that I'm seeming like a little bit of a gambler talking about fantasy teams and all this stuff, but there's just times where I'll be like going to the bathroom. I'll put it in a nice way. Uh, I'll be like bored. I'm like, eh, I'm going to make a bet. $5 on this. Like, so I, I you know, I, I have to bet a little bit, but I do limit myself. I put a certain amount in there. I'm not going to say how much it is. If I go over that, I'm done. You know, if, 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 that, if that gets out of my account, I'm done. But if I win, you know, I'll bet more. So, um, I do have a limit. That's, I think that's the best thing to do. Like if you're walking to Atlantic city or Vegas, you know, for that night, it depends on how much money you have. Let's say, five, you know, $500. Or if, if you lose that, you're done. Don't put any more on the table. If you, if you go, if you double it, I think that you should be done too, but it's, it's all dependent on how much, uh, 
how many drinks you've had to be completely honest. So, um, push down pass from, from Dahmer here to Montgomery, uh, the Jets run a pretty, it's, it's really, there's really nothing special about this, about this concept. Um, a lot of these, the, the receivers right here are all they're doing on this, on this, on this bunch set right here, this, like this reduced bunch set is they're just pulling the coverage inside. So you have, you have man coverage, um, across the board right here and they recognize they recognize man. I don't know if they call they call this to the line. They hurried up. They saw. They changed it. They had they had it with five seconds left. So they they might have changed it. But they recognize the the man coverage right here. Um, you have three guys basically running at three different levels. Um, you, where you have like you have one guy running deep. You have one intermediate. You have one short. This this route from Anunwa picks Herndon. So Herndon or Herndon's guy. Uh, I think Herndon guy right here, and he gets he gets picked. He's wide open. So you have Herndon wide open, <clears throat> and then you also have, uh, which what looks looks like what happens is you have like an automatic call right here where he was in man coverage on on uh, Montgomery. The, the linebackers in man coverage on Montgomery, and he was going to blitz because Montgomery was on the side. Now maybe if if Montgomery was on up on this side, this guy would have been off the line of scrimmage and and played on man, and they would have shifted over or whatever, and then he would have been blitzing whatever it might have been, but. They they adjusted mid snap to Montgomery working underneath the line of scrimmage out on a on a swing route. So you have these three guys that take three pick routes then underneath Herndon. Good good play. Um, you have the outside linebacker who tries to pick up coverage on Montgomery, and Donald just floats the ball right in over. Per, uh, good spiral, good location. This is pretty much perfect location. Um, Montgomery, it's nothing you know spectacular from him there, but it's more of a good just good floater from. From Darnold, is it the most difficult throw? No, but you have to figure the angle. You have to put it on a nice trajectory. You have to you have to put it um, to have enough zip on it. You know, there's a, a bunch of different things. It's, it's a touch pass, but it's a good it's a good touch pass right there from from Darnold to to Montgomery. So good play by him. Looking at the next guy who I had as a good from the um, offense. Mon- I think McGuire was was okay. Um, five receptions for 21 yards. He he had a nice play in this game, which which stood out. Um, he might end up getting cut. I don't, I don't know if he's eligible for the practice squad. I think you can do it up to the third year, but it's depending on how many snaps you've played in the regular season, I believe. I'm not sure if he qualifies for it. He probably doesn't because last year he played a good amount. Um, so he might end up being cut. I don't think, he's, I don't think anybody's going to trade for him, to be completely honest. So um, interior run right here where the Jets are all blocking to the, to the left side. And Montgomery, this is another one of those throws that looks like it's a like zone block of the handoff to the, to the other side. Um, Montgomery sees the defensive back. And again, let's see if there's any other good blocks in here from like the, uh, it's actually another good block from Wesco right here to be completely honest. He's, he's down blocking this, this defensive lineman. So Wesco had a good game. I, I noticed that I'm noticing more than I'm talking about it now, but he gets into the hip of this guy, pushes, pu- pushes number 50 into the inside. And then as the linebackers working over the top, he grabs a block on him too. So, um, you know, maybe if he's able to work over the top right here, maybe he makes a tackle on Montgomery, but good job by, by uh by Wesco right there on that on the combo then working to the second level right there so <clears throat> positive game from him um and obviously you want to see this outside linebacker um you know maintain his outside leverage and set the edge right here which he doesn't and then and then kind of the same as Cannon before he presses the inside drops his hips cuts to the outside um and picks up a you know decent guarantee there nice stiff arm at the end so good run by him next guy that I have from the offensive guys who played well. Um, there's definitely the one guy who I'm, I'm missing, who I think at this point, just because of what he's done in punt return, has has locked up his spot in the roster. Greg Dorch. Don't think your offers a ton in the, in the actual offensive game, but punt returning 
as like a six re- string receiver. I think he could be good. Um, one of those like spe- guys who might be a special teams player throughout his career, which is fine. Um, but has a good punt turn right here, which is it's it's a, I think there's a, there's a foul spot foul at the end of it, uh, unnecessary roughness or whatever it was. Is a crap call, but a uh, good job by him. Obviously, try to take it back to the left left side right here. There's more open field. He sees that number thirty four is is taking that angle to the outside. He has to cut back inside, finds that lane back inside where he's originally coming from. Uh, jumps over, not doesn't jump over, but kind of like skips over that. Uh, number 80s tackle you you do this like people hop like this because you're taking the weight off your feet um so if if, if you're a lot of your weight in your feet and it gets hit out you're you're more uh, more than likely going to fall but when you take a lot of that weight off your feet right here if he hits that foot your your foot's just kind of going to flap and then you're and then you're good so um runs up the sideline sees 31 and and number 54 taking a high angle jump cuts back inside and uh, but it's it's a, you have a foul right here because of Bellamy right here who doesn't it's not necessarily he shouldn't he should he shouldn't have done this but it's listen it's the NFL man if I was running in high school and I was running blind and I didn't see guys where other guys were coming from this is what happened I've gotten I've literally gotten hit so hard I've done a backflip so like quite legitimately it's on film I don't know if I can get that but uh, there was like this like white freaking fullback who was like he had to be like at least two thirty but he was like five six so he was really stout. And we uh, and I was lead blocking for another one of my running backs. We we're two running back kind of system um, with with veer and inverted veer and stuff like that. Two wing backs, and uh, I was leading out for a guy like arc blocking basically. And uh, <laughs> I was looking to a corner on the right side, and uh, that uh, the uh, the full the, the little white fullback who played, I think he played linebacker or safety, wherever he played, came from a different angle and lit me up. <laughs> However, that was one of the hardest hits I ever got. Uh, but it's okay. It's your drone's gone. So I, I don't love the call. I don't love the play from Bellamy either. I didn't like either of them. But good, good twenty-seven yard return from from a uh, Dorch right there. So good from the offense. Or sorry, good from the defense. Uh, Jordan Jenkins overall, I think, has been playing uh, well this preseason. I think he's building upon what he did. Um, last year in terms of showing he can rush the passer. He clearly built on his technique. He has the length. He has the strength. He now is building on that technique, you know. Um, so he has a, he has a, those traits that, that you need um, to, to be a good rusher. He just doesn't have the – he doesn't have necessarily the, the explosion um, or the burst. You say burst uh, – the burst and the um, bend. He doesn't have the burst and the bend. Or sorry, no. So it's it's I always I always forget this I don't know why I always say it. it's only on the show I've heard this uh you have, you have burst bend technique strength length he has a strength he has the length he he's getting the technique he has the bend he just he's just missing that that real burst so I think he could be a good pass rusher maybe he's a guy who could you know he had seven and a half last year maybe he can get eight maybe maybe ten ten sacks you you, you don't know um especially with less uh, or more around him there's some quarterbacks who might leak out a little bit to him so. If Calvin Pace can do it, he can do it. Uh, for sure, he's a better pass rusher than Calvin Pace, in my opinion. But <clears throat> I want to show the different angle of this. So it's incompletion. Um, but good job by – so Jen, what Jenkins <clears throat> does right here is that one hard step with the right foot up upfield gets the, the the left tackle, who's a backup, uh, to, to shoot his hands. So he shoots his hands, which kind of locks – he, he shoots both of his hands too, which locks his hips. So locking his hips paired with a double swipe inside. So – explode upfield but he's preparing to to work laterally off that upfield step so work laterally off that upfield step shoots his hands lock his hips even more boom big hit on on bridgewater wraps him up shoulder head across you know or so brings him down clean hit 
but uh but a big hit by by Jenkins off plate in full speed so you'd see some of the pretty quick and, and a big hit you know you don't want your quarterback taking too many of those hits I love Bridgewater a uh, really good dude but I don't care who the quarterback is they're hitting I, I like seeing quarterbacks get hit it's just it's just it is what it is I like defense more than offense um so Good play by him. Mosley overall, I think, played it pretty well. Um, he had one play where he kind of over-pursued a little bit. I feel like he made a better location for for a run play. Uh, Leonard Williams, I think, had a had a good game, or he did have a good game. I have a few plays of of Mr. Leonard Williams, who people are talking about like right now for trading for scraps and stuff like that, which I, I don't agree with. I, I think he's a really good player. Um, but right on this play, you have the eye formation, and he sees the the all the offensive linemen. Uh, with their zone step or their with their zone steps, as they run like this, uh, looks like a like a Mike zone, uh, Mike inside zone, whatever you want to call it. And you see Leo, see the zone steps. He goes to take on the block of the uh, of the left guard and left tackle. He knows that the left tackle is going to try to take that over, so he reduces his body. See, so he he, he you know, turn his body, initiates contact with the with the uh, the left guard, gets into him reduces the body like I said the short you don't want you don't want to give them you don't want to open your chest have an open chest first the left tackle reduces that as he drops his hips a little bit anchors down with that creates pressure that instep like I said you don't want to you don't want your your toe pointed towards what you're trying to brace against you you want it pointed you know outside or um to to really work off that that in the middle of that foot to create your pressure um it's harder to snap your leg than it is to, to bend your leg you know so it's basically kind of what it is Anchor down, anchors down our stack, continues to, to to fight over the top. Boom, makes a tackle. So good job by by him on that play. Next play of him, play 12. Let's see, it's a hit by him. I think this was just was this a stunt. I think this was like an ET stunt. Yeah, see so the ET stunt from um hit from him. And uh Jordan Jenkins. So Jenkins he's a, he's a stand-up end. I'm starting to call it an ET stunt. So you have him. Uh, burst inside the B gap. He takes both the left tackle and the left guard. Leonard Williams does a good job with his execution of it. He gets length. He does, you want to let the guy get into you. Um, and as Jordan Jenkins is coming in, he disengages, rushes inside. Boom! Another another big time hit on uh, on Bridgewater. And this was a play where um, this was a different look. The Jets. I think that I, I label this as cover three or am I going to label this? Yeah. It, so, so it's cover three. It's a little bit different of a look where typically like cover three um, does Jamal, Jamal definitely works at the top of this. Okay. You can see him looking really hard at this side. So typical cover three you're gonna have these guys. Obviously you're, if, if it's these three guys, you're probably gonna have one of these guys drop into one of the hook to curls, or maybe you're just going to split the three underneath zones with three guys, which is kind of risky. Um, but you're typically going to have three, these three guys drop back. So you'd have him drop back, Jamal Adams, you know, uh, get to the middle, and then Roberts drop back in his zone. Uh, but what happens is you have him squat as the as the cloud. So it's like a, it's cover three cloud, as they call it. So this is cover three cra- uh, cloud. You have him squat. You have Poole, who looks like he's going to be a hook to curl, hook to seam, curl to flat, whatever he's going to be. He works to the middle, and then Roberts works deep, um, you know, as well right here. So you have Leonard Williams to hit. And you have Mosley, who's going to, because he's replacing this zone of pool, he's to work a little bit more over to his right. He does that as he gets depth. He, as he, you're going to see him working over to the right right here. As he's following the quarterback's eyes, he sees the quarterback loading up to throw the ball. He gets, uh, finds the ball. 
and it it was so hard to tell on on the on the if I had to put my my money on it. I'm I, honestly I'm not sure if he tipped the ball or not. But nice diving play right here. He might have just got a fingertip to change the trajectory right there. Um, but good play overall by the by the Jets uh, defense right there. And a little bit different look. A little, little bit of a weird look, honestly, for a preseason game. That's that's something you see more in the regular season, to be completely honest. But it is the the quote unquote uh, dress rehearsal that they that they have. So um, next play of Leonard Williams. A couple of him. I got a couple of uh, Quinn Williams as well. Forces a cutback on this play. So he is right here. He is the you need to call me, he looks like a tight three to me. And initiates contact. So he was not he he was single gapping right here. It it looks it, it looks like McClendon is is responsible for both A gaps. Um or maybe just the backside A gap, but Leo was penetrating hard the A gap right here. So they all take they all take their like their zone steps right here. Leonard Williams Leonard Williams penetrates the A gap. Uh, backdoors it. I don't know if he saw it. That was just instincts, whatever it may have been. But gets his hands low. He sees the. He, he feels the center. I mean, uh, the obviously the left guard like working to his left side. He knows he's the inside shoulder, uh, the inside uh, lane to the to the running back. Contacts, arm over. Running back has to cut back to the. Uh, and Leonard Williams is able to use his length and, and get his hand on the shirt right there. And Langy, who was containing the the backside of the run, is able to to kind of squeeze down and and, and make that tackle. So. Um, Good job by by Leo. Next guy who I mentioned uh, played well, uh, Henry Anderson. He's been playing well this entire preseason. Um, blocks kicks, he blocks uh, passes. He's a good stunter. He's he's a he's a good player. He's a stand up on the edge right here. And the Saints are are running a lot of these plays we've seen in the preseason, um, where you have the the offensive like the, the naked bootleg type of play where. The, the offensive line is working one way and then the quarterbacks are rolling out the other way and they're trying to just kind of have sifters or guys working underneath um, to, to get uh, the, the passes. And it, it looks like the Jets are running. You have one, two, you have eight. Might be cover three, um, but it's, it, it is zone. And, and Lange right here is going to be like the curl to flat. And he's a little bit late to get out. He gets sucked up a little bit by the run, so he's late to get out on this. So if this is hit, it's, it's most likely going to be a first down. He's probably going to break Lange's tackle or be able to at least get close to the first down marker. Uh, good job by Henry Anderson right here using that length, getting that, getting that pass deflection. Um, he's been doing that a lot, blocked kicks, things like that. It's, it's one of his strengths, and it's his length, really. It's, the length definitely helps you know, him deflect a lot of passes and obviously good awareness, et cetera, uh, aids in that as well. But next guy who I think played well, I have a couple more guys, and we're going to wrap it up. Um, Quinn Williams, let's see here. Okay. So, like I said, this is where he's like, he's, he's, he's just uh, a hair off sometimes. Like, he's going to get there. It's going to happen. Trust me. He's, he's, he's playing well this preseason, regardless of the box scores. People are looking at his box. Back. He had two tackles this preseason. What the hell? But he's making an impact. Trust me. So, you have the Saints who run this, uh, who, who run power. Um, to the right side, so you have the center blocking back to to Quentin Williams. Uh, Quentin Williams is obviously he's first off the line of scrimmage bef way before anybody else. A so good snap timing, a uh, good explosion off of it. Uh, gets into the block of the center, gets his hands inside, extends him. Uh, you could see him. This is like that bench press, 
bench press, bench press. But just like I, I heard from, oh, when do you block guys from the ground? But when, when you're pushing a guy out like this, you're, you're activating your, your chest muscles. You are. So it, bench press is important. It's, 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 a good, it's a good thing for strength. So bench press, bench press, just a little bit more. If you ever hear a football coach say that to you, oh, who bench, who, who tackle guys from their back, this is, you, you don't think you're using your chest here? What are you using? <laughs> Obviously, using your chest, using a little bit of your arms, using some triceps, using your base using a little bit of your back muscles, but it's a lot of chest. So pushes them, fights to the inside, and it's just a split second off. This is where I think Mosley, he, he pinched, he, he came down a little bit too far to the outside. Um, he's very good in the run game, so it's a little bit of a blip, to be completely honest. Um, but obviously, in better, getting better location on, on this, I think he could have been a little bit more you know, over top of this, but it's, it's okay. Um, I've said Mo, I think Mosley's the third best inside linebacker in the league. If you want to argue Van Der Esch, if you want to argue like Jalen Smith, who, whoever you want to argue, um, he's in the top five. If you don't think he's top three, uh, I would say he's three at this point. I think those guys have a little bit more approved before they're on Mosley's level. But hey, it's that's you know an argument for a different day. He's definitely up there. Um, the next play of Q, who forces a hold right here. This is a little bit more like sketchy. Um, I don't know the. the Offensive line did this was kind of stupid anyway, to be completely honest. But he kind of panicked a little bit. Where I thought, honestly, if he, I'll show from a different view. So you have the offensive line who works to the right side, and they're running a screen to the to the left side to the to the running back. And Q, what he does is he's he's lined up in this in the uh, in the B gap, and his first step is just lateral right to that A gap. The left guard sets like he's going to you know Q's going to work to that B gap. He crosses his face paired with that rip right there. So he crosses his face. He's nice and low. The, the hard thing about blocking Q is especially good technique and good power is when they're low, it's hard to get leverage on them. Um, but he crosses his face right here, rip, and he ends up holding him right there, forces the hold, and it's like second and 27 um, you know, or whatever it is. So good job by him forcing the hold right there. He's forced multiple holds this preseason. He's trucked a bunch of guys over. He's forcing cutbacks. He's an inch away on a lot of plays. He's making an impact. Do not let people convince you that he's not. They're dumb, <laughs> to be completely honest. So that was one hold that he forced, and this is another hold that he forced. Do holds matter? Yes. What is this? You know, it's it's just stupid to say a hold does not matter. So, um, oh, he gets a tackle here as well, and he forces the hold. Oh no, 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 sorry, he doesn't force the hold. So. Um, you're going to see him right here. I'm going to highlight him with my, with the, the mouse, the, uh, Krauser or cursor or whatever the frick this thing is. Um, he's the, he looks like he's a two eye loose one right here, but this is, this is him right here. And they're running a TT stunt, him and him and Leonard Williams. So he, he presses up field. Obviously wants to, to hold the center there. And then, and then, uh, Leonard Williams is going to penetrate and kind of like basically like pick him. And uh, work into the center. Quinton Williams bends around into that into that gap. And right here, you see some good bend. Right, you see him right here. You see how low he is. This is his knee. This is his body. And then, and then continue to watch, like in slow motion. Do you see how low he is right there? I'm telling you, for a guy who's 300 pounds, that's that's good. That that is good bend. That's good power through your bend as well. Like, look how tight he turns that corner right here. That is very just that right there. That's something you see on film, and you know that's that's a little note in your book. So, um, good job by him. But this is another play that Brown does the same thing as before. Remember, we talked about it. He's he's playing um, with the inside leverage, and <clears throat> same thing with the double move where he's going 
to go inside, a little peak technique inside, looking for the ball. And he needs to stay more patient over top. Stay, if he stays more patient over top, um, even if he closes a little bit of distance where – let's see if his first three steps were read steps. Looks like they might have been. One, two, three. Could have been read steps, but he reacts too hard to that, to those, that eye manipulation and him cutting inside. He cuts inside. Instead of staying over top, like I said, you want to see him more like right here. Because if he was right here, um, he's going to have to work through Brown to get onto that, onto that slant. So double moves are they're, – they're, they're sketchy when you're in off coverage. You know, you might, be, you might have to give up the inside and, and, and live the fight another down, but you do not want to get beat over top. Um, so he needs to, to stay a little bit more um, you know, safe to the outside right here, make him work through you um, if you're going to, to cut back you know, vertically or outside. So he gets sold hard right there on that, on that inside moves and ends up holding him. So let's see. Let's see if I can show you the, the Q bend right here as well. I probably did record it for that reason. You see how low he is right here? This is <laughs> That is flexibility. It's bend. It's power through your bend. It's a bunch of things. So good job by Q. Next play, uh, Burgess, I think, played pretty well. Seven tackles. Um, he, overall, it's another guy. It's another guy, we've, if you've been watching the show, talked about Burgess. I think he's a, he was going to be a surprise, you know, make of the roster. He might, he's still not make, make, uh, make the roster with, like, McClellan coming in or whatever his name is. And you have, uh, you have him. You have a couple different guys, you know, from Miami. I think Stephen Anthony, you have a guy from the Patriots. You have the other guy from the Patriots, Langey. So, he might not make the roster for now. People are like, oh, Burgess is playing a good game. Where did he come from? Like, we talked about this guy. So, um, oh, this is actually a bad play by him. He actually did make a couple of good plays, but this is where you see Cooper. He's going to come down from right from the top of this, uh, the right side of the screen right here. And he he's he always like he always comes on the tackle. You see how like, he's pretty high. I would see him break down a little bit more. He gets juked in the open field a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, he maintains outside leverage, which is fine, but. He's he's very reactionary with head fakes. It's like that he gets juked. Also, at Burgess, he needs a wrap up right here. You see how he kind of just tries to lower his shoulder and, and hit him in the in the hips. Uh, the running back bounces off of that. Ozigo or Zigo, whatever. Um, it's so funny too, like how bias uh, I notice because it's it. I watched a Jets version of this. I mean, you go to Game Pass. It was a Saints version, and like the 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 Anderson catch that I showed you before. We beat Lattimore. They show that in different views of the Jets view with Jets game, but when you did on game pass, they didn't show that. Like, so, so they're so biased in how they cut things. And if it's a good Saints play, they'll show the replay of it a thousand times. If it's a, jet, a good Jets play or a bad Jets play, I mean, a good Jets play, they'll talk about the Jets play for a second, won't show the replay, and then and go on to bring up a graphic about the Saints and how many touchdowns Drew Brees had in a dome in 2018. Like, it's like, I'm like, what the hell, man? So it's kind of annoying um, to watch the opponent's broadcast. I, I just, I cannot wait till the actual film comes out, but he needs to wrap up right there. But overall, I still think he had a good game. He's in on a couple of plays. Um, let's see the next play. Uh, next guy I noted, uh, Poole. Have th- I have three plays of Poole, two play- or one play of Adams, two plays of Kindred, uh, and then another play. So we're almost going to wrap up here. But Poole, four tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, he had a solid game. There's one play, which is this play, which I think he could have played a little bit better. It's being a little bit nitpicky. But this is what you have to do when you're playing guys like Drew Brees. And uh, he drops into – they drop into cover um, – drop into cover two, uh, Tampa two right here. They drop into Tampa two, and, and uh, you're going to have Campbell just carry the, the one right there because there's no number two threat coming out right there. And uh, so what happens here is you have Thomas who just – 
is it yeah thomas he's, he's on a corner route right here so they, they run a hawk concept so you have the vertical here um and then you have the the out route you have the uh, corner route um, can be cut short can be cut long whatever it may be obviously it's a big zone right here so we're just going to drift into that and pool finds that because there's no there's no three threat there's nobody really in his zone so he, he, he works deep down the field now at this point Obviously, one of two things: either you you see the ball throw and you check the receiver, and then you work through the receiver's hands, or you attack the ball. So instead of kind of drifting back right here, like it's almost like a like an easy interception, you either want to you either want to undercut it. So you either want to either want to undercut it and then jump for the ball. So you're almost like box him out, or if you can't get there, you work through the receiver's hands. So it, it's not the best play by Pool. He almost had an interception. Great play by Thomas. Great play by Breeze, but. So this is a good play by pool, but not a great play. Yeah, he needed to play this great to get to the PD or, or uh, interceptions. So, um, like I said, good play by those guys. Though so it's it's gonna happen sometimes. You're playing Drew Brees and you know upper echelon quarterback receiver duos, you know in the in the NFL. So the next play is the tackle for loss that he had. He's right here, linebacker level. Um, looks like he was in a blitz anyway. He was super aggressive in this. He really didn't read any of the receivers. Or maybe he just read the run immediately, and he was just that aggressive and instinctive. But uh, the inside zone split, um, he is close to the line of scrimmage. He's in the box, and as soon as he sees the run coming, he shoots up field um, right through the A-gap, shoots the A-gap, has the power to work through the block of uh, 10, who almost like jumps on his back a little bit right there. So good power right there dives takes out the angle he's like he's he seriously is at time like a heat-seeking missile as well uh, he's an interesting player um in that secondary we're covered she's he, if he can be okay i'm gonna take it but he's he's good in the run game for sure him him and adams and some of that guys on the second level uh, marcus may even even guy like roberts tremaine johnson um are good tackler like like roberts is a willing tackler tremaine johnson's a good tackler pools is an upper echelon in terms of corners tackling obviously you have you have may and, and adams so they definitely have some good tacklers in that in that second level. Uh, that's not the first thing I want to say when I'm talking about second levels and strength and things like that. But you're kind of it's the hand we're dealt right now with Mike McCagan's lack of ability to draft guys deeper in drafts and et cetera. Top end's fine, but bottom end actually the top end of corners isn't even fine to be completely honest. But um, next play from Pool play 43. One of the oh see I screwed I guess I screwed that up. This is supposed to be Burgess. I talked about Burgess before. Um, I don't know how that happened, but. He's right here, number fifty-eight, wearing uh, Lee's old number. Did Lee did Lee went from fifty to fifty-eight, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he went from fifty to fifty-eight. I like fifty more than I like fifty-eight. I was like fifty-eight, that's ugly, but uh, whatever. He's gone now, and, and it's funny because now they're talking about cutting him with the Chiefs. I was watch, watching the Chiefs game. The uh, the Chiefs played. I forget who they played. Um, they played somebody the other day, and I was watching. It's like, oh, he's a lowest graded defender. And thinking about cutting him, I was like, oh, no. Guess he wasn't the best coverage guy and all the stuff like everybody says, but. Uh, he sees the run coming, he which looks like it's going to be a zone lead type of play. Uh, shoots the the a gap um, right here, the, the the backside a gap as the center works to block uh, Fado Kasi with the right guard. Shoots that, boom, tackle for loss. So he's a guy. He's almost like he's like Lee ish. Like they're both like similar players in terms of mentality, um, but. I'm talking about like in terms of mentality, like getting tricked on trick plays or getting sucked up in zones or not being great in zone. Um, but they're both fast and athletic. But the difference between him and Lee is where he might stick around a little bit, where Lee might be at the NFL in a couple of years, is he's super physical. And you know, he's like 230, 235. Maybe he looks like he's probably like more 240. Now with the Jets, it looks like he gained a little bit of weight. Um, he is willing to stick his head into to any any 
offensive lineman, tight end, fullback, and uh, good job by him right here shooting the gap and making the tackle on the running back. Uh, I think he makes a team. I don't, I don't see him not. He has familiarity. Familiarity, yes, with uh, Greg Williams. He started like, the whole year for the, for the Browns in 17, got injured in 18, but I think he's a good blitzer, um, and I think they'll, they'll be able to use him. Um, so next guy who I'm going to talk about is the other guy who is f- familiar with uh, Greg Williams where – he played with him you know, all of last year, was a, like a spot starter for the Browns. I think he actually almost started all the games for the Browns last year. But in uh, Derek Kindred, the safety, I'm not going to be able to do the review on him, but he's number 30 right here. <clears throat> quick assessment of his film, just really, really quick, like his like the, the major strengths and weaknesses. Lighter guy, he can get tossed around a little bit. He's another guy who's willing to st- stick, his fan, uh, his st- uh, stick his face into the fan. He's a guy I don't want him playing in zone. If it is a zone, it has to be a really simple zone. Um, you know, not, not anything over the middle. If it's going to be his own, maybe like, maybe like a curl to flat where it's much more simple in my opinion, um, even though they can attack you with smash and things like that, where you want to play a little bit better, but it's one of the more simple zones where you're working over the middle. It's a lot more different things happen around you. So simple zones, man coverage. If it's, if it's versus smaller tight ends, he can keep up. He has a physicality. Like I'm not talking about like he's not a big, strong guy like I'm talking about, but he, he has aggressive mindset where he can keep up with those guys. So he's a good man tight end guy. If it's a guy like Gronk, he'll get overpowered a little bit. You've seen him get tossed around a little bit in the run game by tight ends, but he's super willing to tackle. Um, good blitzer. Good blitzer, good tackler for sure. So he's another guy. Um, Listen, honestly, if, if you're he – might, he might make it as the, as the fourth safety. Do I, do I want him to? If you're keeping Miles as well, no, because I want a, I want a coverage guy back there. Um, but I would rather – if you're telling me him or Miles, I'd rather keep him because he can play man versus guys. Whereas Miles, I don't think he can do anything other than the run game. Where this guy can play in the run game and do stuff in, in man coverage. So um, that's a really quick assessment of him. But you see him on the edge right here and – or right here where I'm circling him. Looks um, like he's going to drop into some sort of zone. Uh, sees the run play coming, sees it developing is able to maintain outside leverage on that corner. So good, good job by, by him right here. He's, he's a guy who – he's a, one of the force players on the outside. He wants to get to the outside and force these guys back in. So good job by him not taking the block head on or trying to shoot inside and then it being one-on-one with a corner out here so, or just the other corner. So good job by him maintaining outside leverage, one, and then, and then two, um, being able to break down and, and get in for that tackle. So uh, good tackle for him right there. Uh, three more plays to the left. And this is another tackle by Kindred. He said, "I think he's gonna make this roster unless the Jets. I think the Jets really might have a, a, another new, two new, a new safety, three new corners. Like they, they might have a lot. Uh, I just saw that Malcolm Smith was cut, uh, who played with. Uh, I forget who he played with last year. Um, I forget who he played with last year, but I know he was with the, the Seahawks. They won a Super Bowl MVP a, a few years ago. So having him as a starting linebacker, or maybe even a backup." Um, I think would be would be fine. I'd rather have Malcolm Smith than let's let's be honest, Hewitt or any one of those guys coming in. So you have you have him again right here in the in the box, and he's gonna play like a set. He's gonna play like he's gonna play linebacker. Like he was when he was at Cleveland, he played linebacker, he played strong safety, he played free safety. So he has the athleticism to play, you know, deep third, deep half, deep quarters. He has the athleticism to do it, but his mental processing is pretty slow. So you don't want to see him doing it too much. But he has the athleticism where like if I had to choose him or Rontez Miles in cover two. That deep half, I'd much rather have him because he has he has fluid hips, he has speed, he has acceleration. Um, but like I said, the processing is not there. But Rontez Ron Wells doesn't have processing either. So sees this run coming, uh, shoots the A gap, 
is able to bend inside and make a solo tackle on, on the running back on, on second and eight. So good job by him. Uh, the second to last play, uh, Jamal Adams. I, I have to I have to pull up the hit that he, that he made on on the running back where they drop into I believe it was cover three. Let me see if I'm correct on that. Or no, it was cover two. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Eh, it might have been cover three. One, two. I'm, I'm not, when you hear me counting, I'm not, uh, and you can't see me on the podcast. I'm I'm counting the um, defensive line in the front to make sure I'm correct with my you have four, seven, ten. So it might be cover three. It might be cover three. Regardless, you have Adams um, coming to the curl to flat to the to the bottom of the screen here. He comes into the curl to flat. He sees the running back obviously catch the ball and lights him up. This is uh, I'll, I'll just play this. This is this is the second to last play. There's really not much to talk about like this. The, the running back leaks out to the flat. Jamal Adams was covering deep at first um, and just lays an absolute shot on him, lowers his shoulder. And the funny thing was that this is called a completion. And I don't know if it if if it was just game pass that screwed up. I I, did, I should, didn't really look. I should have. But they gave him third and seven after this. So they gave him a completion. The ball is pretty clearly out right here um and i don't know how the ref does not see the ball like like this which literally this is this is the aftermath of jamal adams <laughs> you gotta love the this guy's mentality how he freaking rocks guys so awesome hit from adams and i've said it before brian dawkins is my favorite player ever uh having jamal adams doing what he's doing for the locker room plus being how he how he hits guys every, his mentality how he motivates it's it is fantastic this is the last play special teams you don't want to see a, a power return given up um, bunch of guys. There's a missed tackle this game too, or a little sloppy. So you had, you had some sloppy special teams, some sloppy missed tackles. You had penalties, so um, not the best. You need to see somebody here. I'm not gonna get on every single buddy's angles right here, but somebody needs to make a tackle. Look at look at all these Jets defenders. He squirts through all of them. Um, like I said too, I think I think Lachlan Edwards makes this tackle. I think that's the main reason why uh, he's gonna be chosen over Dar. So uh, I'm kidding, obviously, but. Um, that is it for that game. Um, in terms of what to look for for the Eagles game, this is this is the no stars are going to play. I hope none of them, literally none of the even role players, really play. All backups. The things I'm looking at, what I was just talking about Edwards versus versus uh, Dar. I think Edwards is going to is going to win it. I haven't seen much much uh, to be impressed with from Dar. Um, so I think he wins it. So that's that's one to watch. Nobody gets hurt is first and foremost, especially this game. Like this is your depth game. You don't want your depth getting hurt. Um, it, regardless, it doesn't matter any game. You don't want anybody getting hurt. Game one through four in the preseason. Game week one through seventeen in the regular season. Nobody gets hurt. That's the first thing you you want. Uh, obviously, you know that. No, well, I, I would say a win number one, and then nobody getting hurt. Um, obviously, there's factors. If it's if it's a win, but Sam Donald gets hurt, I'd rather just lose that game and Sam Donald not get hurt. I don't like to say those words, to be completely honest, but nobody gets hurt. Uh, the front seven guys, you're looking at the front seven guys, you're looking at guys like Basham, you're looking at guys like Lange, you're looking at the inside linebacker battle. It's honestly a lot of the front seven. Let's just say Basham, Shepard, uh, Fado Kasi. I think Luvu has a spot locked up. Copeland, Copeland will be here. Um, but Basham, Shepard, Fado Kasi, maybe, maybe uh, Kafusi you're looking at. So those guys are still fighting for spots. I think that Basham... Fadukasi and uh, Faku, uh, all these freaking crazy ass names. Fadukasi uh, and now I'm blanking. I just said the guy's name, and I'm for, I'm for blanking out on it right now. Uh, Fadukasi and Kafusi uh, and Basher make it. I don't know if Shepard. I don't think Shepard does. So you're looking at that battle. Back up inside linebacker with like 
both for the third and fourth spot, even for the second spot with Hewitt, with, with Cashman. It looks like Hewitt locks it up right now. Obviously, we didn't see a lot of Cashman in this game, and Hewitt started playing with a starter. So um, looking at, you're looking at Cashman to step up. Um, is Burgess going to play more inside linebacker? He plays inside linebacker, outside linebacker, a hybrid type of role. Um, McClellan, you look at uh, Stephen Anthony, whatever his name is, who came from the Dolphins, a special teams guy. Uh, who's going to take that fourth spot? You know, like I said, is it going to be Burgess or does Bur- is Burgess going to be a outside linebacker? You know, it's so are one of those guys going to step up? Um, any corners, anybody, uh, Campbell, uh, Brown, Mallet or Meander, whichever one's still on the team right now, I forget which one it is. Are any of those guys going to step up and earn a role? Who is going or Nickerson? Who is going to be that fourth corner? It's so it's scary at this point that we do not know four, five, six. Like we have no idea. It, it could be Campbell. He's been starting with. He's been playing with the starter. It could be Brown. He's been playing okay. But if you told me next week, you know, obviously you have you have Roberts, you have Terrain Johnson, you have Poole. But if you told me three random names, you know, Jones, Jones, Dickerson, and and uh, Johnson. Or that's not to say John and Smith are the four, five, six. I would not be surprised. Like three guys, I have no idea who their names are because at this point the depth is so bad. But do any of those guys step up and maybe keep that get that fourth spot? Is it Nickerson, who you know late round draft pick last year, but it's new regime. They don't care. You know, prove it. You know, so uh, Cannon versus McGuire. I think Ken's locked it down uh, already. But does McGuire earn a spot somehow? They keep five running backs. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. So that's a battle to watch. Um, the, obviously, the young guys are watching Q if he plays at all, which he might. I kind of hope he doesn't. Um, Polite has been building slow, very slowly and very steadily. Um, it's it's very, very minuscule, but you, you want to keep seeing that. You want to see the burst. You want to see the bend at, at the minimum um, in this game. You want to see Wesco, who laid a good three four blocks this game. Adoga, if he plays, um, is a guy who I think might, you know, uh, you know, take the seat of Shell as a starting right tackle at some point in this, in this year. Um, you have the backup type players that safety you're looking at Kindred versus Middleton versus Bryant. I think they obviously like miles. They've came out and talked about miles a lot. I'd be surprised if he was cut, but Middleton's been playing a lot of backups. Bryant is, is, is what he is. And he's kind of, he made a couple of dumb plays this game and Kindred's a guy who was like a starter with the Browns and now is a backup. So uh, I think Kindred wins that battle to be completely honest, but you're watching those guys are obviously what, and you're watching one more battle. I think, you know, if they keep it, I'm not going to go through a whole bunch of, of uh, offensive linemen, but the four backup offensive linemen are obviously you, you have Adoga, you have Alex Lewis, you have Compton, and you have Harrison. Is, are they going to carry Tennant? Who is it going to be? So those backup offensive linemen like Eric Smith and, um, you know, Wyatt Miller or, or any of those guys going to step up for that backup spot. Tomlinson versus Brown for that fourth, uh, that fourth tight end spot, or actually the third tight end spot um, until Herndon comes back because you have. Um, you have Wesco and you have Griffin. <clears throat> do they carry a third? Honestly, at this point, if they go so much, if they go a lot of ten and eleven, do they even need to carry a third? Um, I think they do because these are the better blockers of of the group, or at least um, well, Wesco's a good blocker. But I think they're going to carry three until Herndon comes back. That third, whether it be Tomlinson or Brown, most likes to get cut. I, I've seen more Brown uh, with the you know with the higher stringers than I have with Tomlinson. So Tomlinson's probably cut. But those two guys are watching them as well. Uh, other than that, nothing really coming off the top of my head. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Like I said, two seconds, even just a five-star. If you if you watch YouTube, there's a there's a bunch of people watching on YouTube. Uh, I know that the number's going to kick up. Like I said, Marcus Coleman's coming back, so look forward to that. Um, if you watch on YouTube, you have an iPhone, or even if you know somebody with an iPhone, TOJ, space film, space room, just five stars, and, and that's it. If you want to write a review, fan-freaking-tastic, but reviews really do help. Um, I appreciate everybody. Like I said, 
Um, I'm not just going to not like, you know, whatever, talk to you guys, but if you guys uh, are going to a game and either you're alone and you don't, and you don't want to go alone or you don't want to tailgate alone, you can always stop by. Even if you want to stop by and, and you want to challenge me to a beer chugging contest, I'm game. If you want to come and tailgate and play cornhole, I'm fine with that too. Um, obviously don't expect me to go breaking down X's and O's if I'm, if I'm drinking a little bit, but if you want to come have fun, I'm more than willing. We're all Jets fans. I'm never going to deny anybody, but if you're coming, you obviously, you know, you're an asshole and might have to kick you out of the tailgate or do something like that. But, uh, if, if you need uh, some of the tailgate with, you want to come to the tailgate more than welcome, uh, email me or personally message me, you know, obviously Twitter, you can message me message request. I'll see it. Or you can, uh, blue it, Joe TOJ. Hey, listen, man, I'm coming from Virginia. I have nobody to go with. Uh, can I come to your tailgate? More than happy. Uh, I might make you chug a beer if you drink. Uh, that's, that's your initiation. Like they just make guys do up downs, but, um, that might be a small price to pay. So reviews, YouTube, like, subscribe. I will see you guys. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on Sundays and be the day because Saturday I can't do it. Friday's too close after the game to do the review. So Sunday is going to be a nice day. We'll have this 53 man roster, even though I'll be currently changing at that point to be completely honest. And we'll have the, the, the game tape to watch or the, the game broadcast of like the 20, 25 plays I'll bring up. So, uh, I will see you guys then. Uh, thank you as always for listening and we will talk soon.